All right, this is Al Vins coming at you from Studio Two. Got my good friend Josh Raymond in the house. How's it going, Josh? Uh, it's going good, Al. It's glad, glad to be back here. No doubt. Episode 71. And what's our main focus of this episode, Josh? That is the uh, state wrestling tournament. That's right. We've got, we're half done, actually two-thirds done with our qualification process for the state wrestling tournament, right? The the gals got done last weekend. Team State got done this weekend. And uh, coming up in a few short days, we're going to have the individual uh, section tournaments across the state and then roll right into the state tournament on Thursday. Yeah, in the, in the past, I think we kind of mashed a, a, the dual tournament and the individual tournament into one super show, one long, really long podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, let's be honest. We were not, um, we, we were not in the same rhythm that it, we have been this year. We're, we're in a good rhythm here at the end of the year, get together pretty regular and having um, being able to talk about more of our our topics versus skip over half of them and still go, you know, for two and a half hours. So yeah, we're in good shape here. And so we're going to try and break this one up into a, into a, like a dual state tournament preview. And, um, actually Jolene said, if you, if we don't break it up, this could end up being like four or five hours long. And she was worried that there wouldn't be enough time. If we waited till after the individual tournament, there wouldn't be enough time before the state for tournament for people to listen to it. She's right, especially the people that are close to the XL. I mean, the people from way, way up north or, or down south have four-hour drives anyway, so they could just listen to the whole darn thing, you know, and I'm sure they'll recap it in, in the car. I don't know why they wouldn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, so... So I mentioned Thursday. Let's just hit the, uh, a quick overview of the schedule. We'll do this again next week when we're talking about individuals, but just so people know, right? So next... Before we do that, can yeah. we just talk... Can we throw out a sponsor? We sure can. You know, because um, I don't want to forget these. Sometimes I, I get rolling and I forget them. So let's at least start with one of them, a big one. Got it. This episode is being brought to us by General Sports Health and Recovery, Al. We're only nine days out from the state wrestling tournament. Dr. Gannon Volk understands the needs of the high-level athletes and the stressors that the sport can put on the body. That's why he's focused on helping clients perform better, recover faster, and prevent injuries. As we make our way down the stretch of what is arguably the toughest high school sport, schedule your complimentary consultation with Dr. Gannon Volk at generalsportshealth.com. Awesome. Yeah, And well, actually, by the time this sucker gets released, we're going to be at eight days out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this, we'll release this probably on... February 21st, right? Tomorrow? Yeah. Um, and then on Thursday, the 29th, will be the team tournament. Uh, we can talk. I'd actually like to, to hear a little more about the history of the team tournament. I know you've, you've done some digging on that. Um, but that's a one-day tournament in Minnesota. It'll be three rounds all on um, Thursday, the 29th. Uh, this year, the class double and triple A will start at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., uh, Class A will do their first round, and the other two classes will do their second round, their semifinals, cons- consolation semifinals, okay. um, in that second session at 11. And then um, at 1 o'clock, all, all three of these duels will be in the first session. Uh, at 1 o'clock will be the semifinals for um, all three classes and also the Class A consolation semis. Right? So if you're... Triple or double A, you'll wrestle at 9 o'clock. Yep. And if you win, you'll wrestle at 1 o'clock. Okay. If you lose, you'll wrestle right away at 11. Okay. If you're single A, you'll wrestle not until 11, and then you'll wrestle at 1 no matter what. 
So that's what the morning looks like on that Thursday. Um, in Minnesota, if you lose your first two duels, you're out, right? So that's the way that goes. So at, at 5 o'clock will be um, the the third and fifth place matches for all three classes. Okay. That'll be at 5 o'clock. And then, of course, after that, we follow up the three championship matches. So one-day tournament, three duels for for um, three sessions, three three sessions, three rounds for each class. Not duels, right? Because you only get two if you lose. Um, but yeah, th that's that. And uh, then we'll talk about the Friday and Saturday portion of the tournament when we get to the individuals. Okay. That's... I, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the dual state tournament. We're both big fans of it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, we just think it's uh, a blast. And, you know, it's, it's different here than it is a lot of other states. Like the... The level of interest, the the fan support, the people that come to watch, it really is. The it, coaches and wrestlers that are interested in it, right? There are still states where they don't wrestle their studs in, in the team tournament because they're they're saving them for the individuals. Yeah, they. And I I think one of the the greatest things if you want to introduce a new wrestling fan to wrestling, I think one of the best ways you can do it is bring them to the state dual tournament. The uh, the excitement, especially in the the early on, you know, early on, in that championship round, can you know sometimes there's been some years where like, you know, people maybe are expecting a, a duel to go one way or the other, and the crowd's a little tamer. But in a close duel, it's in the you know, the oh man, colors are just the school colors are in one corner and the school colors on the other corner, and they're going at it. And and it's uh, <clears throat> they seed to five five places, is that yes. right? Yep. And then the last three places are drawn out. So every year that fourth fifth seed. Right, like that's the that's those last two teams to get seated. Everybody's fighting for that. The winner gets a um, you know to wrestle for a medal no matter what that night, either third or first. So that first round, fourth and fifth is always crazy. But I'll tell you what, there's been some three six matches that have been awfully entertaining. Oh yes, and there even has. some ones and twos that have that have caught uh, you know a little bit of danger in that first round. Yeah, there. It's, I think the excitement that goes along with it is. And especially if you have a, like a, a, a good idea, you know, if you're a wrestling fan and understand dual meets, and we've got a lot of educated wrestling fans in the state. Oh yeah. That understand that you know when we talk about matchups and and bumping a kid up a weight class and like wait a minute why is this one? It says in the program he's 139. Why is he wrestling 145? And then you know you remember when they used to show the when you had a paper copy of the Man, program. Man, I used to love when they would hang the wrestler numbers. Right. Yes. That was the best thing ever. Well, and I think. That was so good for it because you had the paper program in your hand and then you, you know, so you'd look, let's just say you would look at, give me a team now that's, you know, uh, Simley, let's say Simley. Okay. And all of a sudden wrestler, wrestler two, you know, is rest, you know, in the program from last year, that was Charlie Raymond. Okay. Okay. And she was wrestling at a hundred and well, the weight class size was 113 pounds, right? So she was wrestling at 113. It's like, what is what is her 106 pounder doing wrestling 113? Well, you could follow along and, and have an idea. You knew for sure what the matchups were that you were seeing. Absolutely. Look, we love having a big arena that we can fit lots of fans in. But one of the downsides is you're not not everybody in the arena is right on top of the mats. So even a guy who a guy or gal that knows the wrestlers, knows the teams, sometimes from a distance it's hard to tell, right? Oh yeah. But when those numbers are hung on the on the edges. Uh, you can tell for sure who it is, and, and it's awesome. We've seen kids that actually wrestle a different uh, set of weights for the team as individuals. 
Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, you see a kid that that is going to make a run at 138 pounds, wrestling 52 for the team. Well, that's two weights up about that's right in the old days. Two weights up, but but it happened, right? Like. Um, so having those numbers hung off, I miss them. And I get there's track wrestling, right? And the, the, the track is usually right. Track's usually right. And the scoreboard is, is very good. Right. But like, like for a lot of older people, they're not, you know, they don't want to be on their phone looking at track wrestling. Well, they don't want to be trying to figure out how to look at track not wrestling. Not everybody has a brand new phone. Some of our phones are a little bit old. They don't last for 10 hours on track wrestling. Right. Well, it's, um, there's always a, a just let's say a ton of excitement for duels more so than any other state. And, and I don't believe it's even close. So I, I kind of did a little, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I did a little bit of a deep dive on the uh, state dual, the dual state tournament in Minnesota yep. and how it's become such a, like a, a rich tradition. So like I say for anyone familiar with Al and myself, it's no secret how much we enjoy the excitement of dual meets. Over the years, we've bannered back and forth and excelled as armchair quarterbacks when it comes to predicting lineups and different team strategies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I used to pencil my prognostications on the event program, and Al would actually type his in in a BlackBerry. <laughs> you know, That's right. Um, and yes, I carried a pencil, and Al had a BlackBerry. If you uh, remember what either one of those are, <laughs> um, and usually we got we got to the point where we were pretty good at like we could be you know for teams we knew well we thought we could you know we could be within a couple points of it. Um, just. As two avid fans, dual meets, they always provided us with plenty of opportunities for a spirited debate, shared enthusiasm, or, or all too often a good laugh. From exchanging predictions to analyzing the results, these matches never fail to give us something to talk about on the wrestling scene. Oh, yeah. And we're not alone. In fact, Minnesota wrestling fans can be some of the most educated, like I said earlier, really intelligent and educated fans and genuinely enthusiastic people when it comes to dual meets. I mean, that's some of the funnest things, right? When we're sitting there debating some of the, the finer points of dual meet matchups and what we think could have happened or what might happen. And all of a sudden, someone's just kind of hanging out, sitting there, you know, listening to our wisdom. And they pause and just kind of inject uh, like a supreme confident confidence. Uh, an idea that far surpasses what we're thinking of, right? Like they, they maybe have some insider info or they know the team really well and like super fun. Then all of a sudden your eyes get bigger. Like, welcome to the party, pal. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, and there's a couple names that I could, that come to mind pretty quick that I probably won't share that, that right. that's happened to us. Yeah, for sure. But there's, you know, good information and bad. Yep. And it's been, it's, it's fun. But, you know, beyond the thrill of competition, dual meets hold a special place in the heart of Minnesota's wrestling community. They, um, they really define the sport, the team aspect of the sport, and is, helps draw on like, lifelong fans all over the state. Oh, yeah. If you're from Minnesota, you've surely heard the term the state of hockey. Well, I think we can make an argument for Minnesota being considered the state of wrestling, Al. Lay it on me. So you're originally from Iowa, which is known for what is their main jam, their main thing the state of Iowa is known for? Besides farming? Besides farming. And Diamond Joe's? <laughs> I would say that's a North Iowa thing. That's like a Worth County deal there. Uh, Iowa's a giant wrestling state, man. They love wrestling. Giant wrestling state. As much as we like to make fun of them, they, um, they are, it's a giant wrestling state, and they have a fantastic state tournament, especially what they call their traditional tournament. Yep. And um, that's the equivalent of what Minnesotans call our individual tournament. Correct. I imagine they call it the traditional tournament because it's been around for over 100 years. 
I don't, I don't know this for sure, but it just seems to make sense. It would to make me. sense, right? The state dual meet in Iowa is held on a different week than the four-day traditional tournament. The dual meet championship in Iowa and many other states just don't carry the prestige or the excitement of their individual tournaments. Oh, Iowa's not even close, and they've actually made improvements, and it's better, and it's still not even close, right? Remember when they first when they first had the uh, team state tournament, like, I don't know, four, six, eight years ago? Um they started having the the dual tournament in the postseason, and there were there were coaches that sat like the majority of their lineup, yeah. even the good teams, right? It's not like a team that well they qualified for the state tournament, but they're probably not going to make a run for a medal, so they save their studs for the individual slash traditional tournament. These are teams that are that are you know could easily be favored to win a state title that wrestled all backups. It, it was crazy. Wrestled backups and resting their starters, and their their individual tournament is the next day, Al, like ours? It used to be uh, close, and that's when they were sitting. So they've actually moved it to try to adjust for this or to accommodate the coaches um, thinking these kids somehow can't handle an extra couple matches in a weekend, right? They're already spread out over four days. Is that right, Josh? Four, four, yeah, it's a four-day state tournament. They got away in four days. Are they 64-man brackets? They are not. Um, For crying out loud. Four day. Anyway, so they moved it ahead of time so that coaches would wrestle their best kids and they could find out who the true dual you know, team champion is. And, they, and they've gotten much better at doing that, And they right? still don't wrestle all their kids. Not all it, is better. it is better. It is, it is but, better. But it's totally separate, too. Most of these tournaments are, they're oftentimes are on separate weekends. Ahead of time, like two, three weeks ahead yes. sometimes. And they don't draw in hardly any fans. So, and I'm not, I don't mean to sound like I'm ripping on Iowa, because I'm not. I'm, I'm... Well, who's one of the best teams, uh, the best states um, over the last 10 years, right, producing, say, college wrestlers, right? Pennsylvania. Yeah. Right? They're awesome. You sent me a photo of their team state tournament, Josh. I thought it was actually... Um, well, I'm not going to pick on a school. I was going to say similarly wrestling at a particular school because the gym was terrible. It, it was empty. Um, there, you so, could count the number of people in the stands. Oh yeah, and there it was. Yeah, like Waldo was easy to find. Yeah, very much. Like it, it is. It, these are well-respected states that have great, great wrestling, um, but they just don't. You know. I don't draw any fans. Why? Why do you think that is? Do you have a Do you have a theory on why this could be? Um, I you know, I think I think wrestling. Right? People talk about the the world's oldest and greatest sport, wrestling. Um, now, folk style wrestling in in the United States is not the oldest sport ever, but it's been around a long time. And I think there are some some traditionalists, um, old curmudgeonly people that don't want to change, and uh, they just don't, they're not really open to new ideas um, for whatever reason. Okay. And I think that's a big part of it. Like they, like say in Iowa, they had to, they're trying to make adjustments just so they can get a reasonably decent state team dual tournament put together because people refuse to participate. Well, there's no reason not to. You know, the, look, I get not every kid on their, you know, on every roster at a state tournament is wrestling in Fargo, right, or at junior duels or cadet duels. But, you know, the hammers on those teams, they're wrestling ridiculous schedules in the offseason. They can certainly handle, you know, 
six matches over five days. I think they'll be okay. Right? Yeah. I think that they'll they can ma- match a day. When you go to junior duels, you wrestle, you can wrestle six in a day, matches. four days in a row. <laughs> it's like, and the, I think the, the dual meet, the dual state tournament carries so much more weight here. And as I try to figure out why, you know, cause I, again, I'm a sucker for it. Part I of it could it. be selfishness. Right, because look, if, if you don't want to send your best wrestlers out for the dual team tournament, are those wrestlers really team guys? No, no this is not every team across every state, right? Clearly, yeah. there are there are kids that would would you know I, I'm sure love to win a team title, right? In in high school, but how many kids have you talked to over the years that would would trade individual titles or success? for team titles or success. Like I, I, I know a lot of two time state champs that would easily give up one of their state titles. Oh yeah, for sure. For, for either a team title or even a team making it to the state tournament. They, they we're prideful teammates in Minnesota oh, here. Absolutely. And just, just making it there. Like right. teams coming from outstate Minnesota and traveling really well. And the, it's a, it's a special environment. It's the, it's a electric. The energy is unbelievable. And as we look at it, we talk a little bit like, do you know off the top of your head when Iowa started their dual state tournament? Well, um, I knew a guy that wrestled in the late 80s yeah. in Iowa. <laughs> um, and, uh, and they had... He's older now, you're saying. I think, I think at the time, this, this person told me that... Um, they they had some sort of a team state tournament that you qualified for by winning the individual section tournament, which was an individual tournament. Yeah. So like whoever scored the most team points at the individual tournament, their team qualified for this this team tournament. So I gotta think if that information was accurate, that that was awful early in the days before they really figured out do do we need should we wrestle a duel to figure out who the best duel team is. Right to qualify. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna say um, early early to mid '80s. That's a great guess. Um, great. The I've got the answer, and that answer is I believe I'm. You know, I could be wrong, sure. but I believe it is 1987. Okay. That's so Iowa. They had, you know, they started their individual tournament. Call it. 70 so years this guy was that. was right on the cusp of this information. Yes. He was accurate. It was very accurate. This guy must be a good source. I'm going to keep him on speed he's dial. Close. Um, so 87, I'm thinking, in 1987, like, geez, I know we've had, Minnesota's had the state dual tournament longer than that. Yeah, I mean, because your mom used to have to change your diapers in between rounds at the state <laughs> dual tournament in 87. <laughs> That is not act. That is not true. He's making pops had to change him. <laughs> so I actually I thought you know what I think I know when when the Minnesota State Dual Tournament Dual State Tournament started. So I was looking and um, you know you've heard of obviously you've heard of Chat GPT right now. I have. Now can you explain to our listeners what that is like uh, explain to me like I'm 5 oh boy because i <laughs> i went to chat beach chat gpt and i wanted an answer i wanted i wanted a quick and easy answer and certainly you would have gotten it I, this would... all knowing being that people talk about yes yes what, what did chat gpt say well why don't you can you do you have that 
resource me, on your fingertips? Uh, uh, and while me, you're trying to bring that up, I'll bring up a couple other states here. When the they, question is, when was the first dual tournament in Minnesota? Yes, okay. state, state dual, dual tournament, tournament in Minnesota. So Iowa started theirs in 87. Um, I'm going off, you know, some historically rich wrestling yeah, right. I mean, states here. You know, I'm not, I'm not picking Kentucky. I'm not picking. <laughs> We're not super interested in the, you know, in Georgia 30 years ago. Yeah, Alabama. So, um, Illinois, they started their dual state tournament in 1984. Michigan, 1988. Oklahoma, they actually have a fan. I'm told they have a fantastic dual state tournament, and okay. it, it gets wild. They started theirs in 1989. Well, it gets wild because they serve beer. Well, it's Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Wisconsin, 1992. What? Hey, I just okay. What? What is? What is the answer that you came up with? For- Chat GPT says. So I asked, when was the first dual state wrestling tournament in Minnesota? Yeah, it said the first Minnesota state wrestling tournament featuring both Class A and Class AA schools was held in 1991, which may be accurate. Is no. that when they went to a two-class system? No, it's not even. That's that's t- not right at all. Not even close. N- no, like wait a minute, you throw me a curveball here. No, he- heck, no, that's not right. Um, what kind of answer is that? It's what ChatGPT said. You got to yeah, you got to rephrase that. When was the first dual state tournament, high school dual state wrestling tournament in Minnesota? Because that's a terrible answer. And this is the internet. We got to believe this, right? Well. So I said, tell me about the dual tournament only. The Minnesota State High School League held its first dual team wrestling tournament in 1989. 1989. That would have been two years after Iowa started theirs. Right? Copycats? Yeah, right? Uh, wrong, so. <laughs> That is 100% freaking wrong. In GPT, or Chad GPT, you can tell them to fix whatever they got to fix because that's wrong. The Minnesota started their state dual tournament in 1975. You know, it's interesting that it came up with an answer, right? Like, why even answer? If you don't know it, don't guess. Yeah, You're not a third giving, grader. Giving us don't wrong lie answers. to me. Yeah, that just... I, I, I knew this was going to happen because I tried this yesterday, right? And I, I'm like, what the heck? It's not even close to being right. No. So, the I thought it was funny because... Of how wrong it actually is. So outside of the actual factual part of it, yeah, the other information that it responded with was this format allows teams to compete against each other as a whole rather than individual wrestlers competing in their respective weight classes. Mm, I get it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's close. The dual team tournament has become a popular format in high school wrestling, providing a different dynamic and team-oriented atmosphere compared to traditional individual tournaments. I mean, it's not a it's not a ridiculous uh, set of text. It's not the right answer, and and you know, not super interesting. But it's, I mean, it's there's they some called it traditional and, and and individual, like you did. You, yeah. You mentioned traditional in Iowa is probably because it was the original individual, right? I don't know. I mean, there's some valid information there, but the fact that how. They say how wrong they're about when... But we're not writing a paper to a teacher that knows anything about this. We want the real... We want the right answers here. Yes. And if we want to figure out why duels are such a big deal in Minnesota... How about chat... Is there a chatteastuff.com? Because I guarantee you, with a little legwork, you find the right info there. There is a ton of info on teastuff.com. And it's um, very... You know, one of the easiest websites to navigate. And you can go there and see when the first year of the uh, state dual meet was. And it was actually a one-class system in 1975. 
Nice. So Pennsylvania, who uh, is maybe arguably the the deepest wrestling state in the union, they didn't start their dual tournament until 1999. Our friends to the west, South Dakota was 2001, and North Dakota was 2000. I mean, we started our dual tournament 24 years in front of Pennsylvania. Right. And I, I can see why they don't have any fans at their, in their stands watching their teams because it's a different week. It is, it, it's just not There's a just no thing. excitement it's about it. It's just not an exciting thing. Ohio, they started theirs in 1993, I, I think. You know, it's kind of, I asked ChatGPT about that one, gave me different answers. <laughs> time. Um, so are you on T-Stuff? Uh, I you, asked no. I asked ChatGPT what tstuff.com was, and it was terribly wrong about that. Okay, I see that they the, don't sell items such as clothing, accessories, gadgets, or household goods, as far as I know, and, and on tstuff. I mean, if they did, like if there was a tstuff.com bottle opener, I'm buying one. Oh heck yeah, without a doubt, I would gladly buy one. Kevin, one. by the way, yeah, great way to pay for your hosting costs if you want. Just get some bottle openers, or I don't know how often I'd use it, but I would buy one. But I would buy one. Yeah, that's the. It is just crazy to me, though. As I, so then I try and do a little bit of a deep dive and figure out how the heck we started our state dual tournament 12 years before Iowa. You know? So let me ask you a clarification question before you go on. You mentioned in, in 75 was the first dual tournament. It was a one-class system. Yes. Was all of wrestling one class or was just the dual portion one class? All of wrestling was one class. Okay. And some of this information can be hard to find. I mean, it would be easier for you to find because you might remember it, some of it. But I wasn't alive yet, so it's <laughs> tricky for me. Um, luckily, I've got a subscription to a digital magazine called The Guillotine. That's that right. Has archived issues. Archived issues. And man, is that handy. Unfortunately, you can't copy and paste from those. Or at least I can't. I couldn't because it was like a PDF file. Right. And I needed to copy them i mean it's like like just a scanned up paper i think right i'm trying to copy the the words into what this is like a word document and i couldn't then work <laughs> so i had this is no joke i had to type more last night than i've typed in my maybe my entire life because i did what does your dad say about preparation uh the five piece yeah <laughs> <laughs> well uh i was trying to be prepared for this right. show more than i would some of our other ones because of home. Well, it's a state tournament. Right. So as I'm like, I'm literally trying to do a little homework on the history of, of the state, uh, state dual meet there. The best source was the guillotine for sure. And I found an article. Let's, let's get back to why I think we could call it the state of wrestling. Um, Minnesota was the first state to host a dual state wrestling tournament. It sounds like by quite some margin. Yeah. The, I mean, the closest, the second closest I could find was New Jersey in 1982. And I'm not even sure that's right because they call it a group tournament. You know, Jersey's the kind of place that would go back and like uh, make up some. You remember when um, Rutgers, you, maybe you don't, like say six or eight years ago, um, Rutgers, their college, right? Yeah, yeah. Big time, they, they touted themselves as a perennial top 10 program. They literally hadn't finished in the top 10, like Scott Goodale, their head coach. Yeah. And they were top 10 program, perennial top 10 program. Wow. They hadn't finished in the top 10 for like 20 years, yeah, but they claimed to be a perennial top 10 and nobody questioned it. Cause he didn't say we're the returning three time defending national champs. People would say, no, you're not. 
He said, we're a perennial top 10 program. You're like, wow, that's pretty good. He did Jersey math. Just making stuff oh, up, man. Yeah. So, so that's a long answer to why I don't necessarily trust this, this group tourney info. I don't either. I, I don't either. But they're the ones that are the second closest I could find. So um, as I'm researching Minnesota, the state tournament was going to take, the dual state tournament was going to take place in 1975 at the new St. Paul Civic Center. Brand new at the time. Brand new. Um, I was reading an article and just the, the, more specifically, volume four, number one, from November 1st, 1974. That's so awesome. For, yeah, like, for wrestling fans, and if you want to, like, actually find some information, I was able to find it, and would you, can I share a few, what would be excerpts? Please do. Is that what they call excerpts from this iconic wrestling newspaper in the state? Okay, this article is titled... You're going to have to excuse me because I'm going to be doing some reading here. And Are you trying to impress us? No, I'm a little <laughs> nervous. So the article is titled, The Dual Meet Concept to be Tried in the State Tournament This Year. The 1975 Minnesota State Wrestling Championship will be determined this year through the dual meet process. The Minnesota State High School League Board of Control has approved a dual meet tournament in addition to the traditional individual meet. The concept has been accepted on a two-year trial basis. In past years, it was possible for a team with an undistinguished dual meet record and no previous tournament victories to win the state title with as few as three outstanding wrestlers. Schools wrestled dual meets the entire season and then took part in the individual tournament at the close of the year. So here's how it'll work. And now you'll, you'll be able to recognize this, I think, Al. Here's how it's going to work. The, the district tournament will be conducted as in previous years with a school scoring the highest number of points advancing its entire team to the dual meet tournament on the regional level. Okay. Individual winners will advance to the region as in the past. District team champions will wrestle a dual meet tournament at the regional level with the winning team advancing to state. The next day, the individual regional tournament will be held the same as in previous years with winners advancing to the state tournament. So is that like your old Iowa days? It is, except for that's even a little more aggressive that they did like back-to-back. So in, in, in Iowa, depending on which of the three classes you're in, you may go straight from sections to state, or you may have a districts, which is uh, two sections combined to make it to state. Okay. Um, but it, it was the original qualifiers were, were just the, the eight section winners uh, got immediately to state. This sounds like you've got to have two tournaments back-to-back days at Regents, right? The team tournament one day and the individual the next, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, and you want did- to talk about, you know, we're nervous about kids having to wrestle an extra day, an extra match here and there. We're telling these kids, you have to, you have to go wrestle sections, but then you have to go wrestle back-to-back region tournaments. Team yeah. and individual. <laughs> then you got to go wrestle back-to-back state tournaments. Yes. Team and in, in individual. So this is um, yeah. There was there was no messing around, right? There was. I love it. And it was it's crazy to to qualify for the team went off your individual scoring. Well, I mean, look early on. That's that's um, that was I guess the easy route, right? The easy thing to do is say, well, the best team at sections is the team who scored the most points. Yeah. Right. I mean, speaking of that, you mentioned that previously a team title could be won by, you know, a few studs. Right. 
yeah. which we get, that means that MSHSL actually um, declared, kept score and declared a team winner of the traditional tournament, which they no longer do. You can only get those those totals on T stuff. Correct. That I, is, I thought that was an interesting. Yeah, that's like, how they, that's how they did it, right? Tidbit, right? How... But now they refuse to acknowledge it. Like they won't even post team scores yeah, for no. the for the traditional. And and if look if if the theory is and maybe it's true if the theory is that would take away from the dual tournament, I'm all right with it because yeah. we have the best dual, you know, the the best high school dual tournament in the country, well in the world because nobody else does folk style, right? So and the oldest, it, it right? So. I'm certainly all right with it. I just thought it was interesting that they used to keep score and now they don't. I mean, you can get the unofficial scores, which are always correct on on T stuff every year, but um, yeah. Well, and as I continue, as I keep going through this article here, you'll see there's a, there's a, there's some I don't know if they, I want to call them head scratchers or some things that they were dealing with back in, in 1974, 73, 74, leading up to this dual tournament. Okay. Some situations that aren't all that different from today. That coaches, the coaches association, and, and wrestling fans in the state high school league, are kind of still maybe dealing with one way or another. Interesting, uh, you know, 40, uh, 40 plus years later. So let's let's keep going. See if I can find my spot here. Uh, dual meet matches and individual competition will be staggered throughout the state tournament to add excitement and a variety for the spectators. So you're telling me that, like, uh, uh, say if it was a three-day tournament, they mixed in duels and individual rounds each of the three days? Oh, yeah. It seems like I've I've heard someone suggest that that could be part of a true uh, wrestleback situation. Oh, for to, sure. To mix in three days of... For sure. There's got to be a way, right? Right. And there's got to be a way to do right. it. I love and, it. So, you know, credit to the... Credit to the visions of the, the coaches association and whoever was involved in this back then to... to to recognize this and advocates, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to read here again. Advocates of this new plan expect it to give wrestling a big boost as far as fans are concerned. Communities will be more apt to follow an entire team rather than one or two individuals. Absolutely, they are. That's what when you think about like I think we talked about last episode when I I was sitting by the Dawson Boyd Lacroix Parle Valley Montevideo United right fans. I mean there was a there was a ton of them. Like a, a ton. Like right. there was nobody in those towns right. for the wrestling tournament. So the the foresight to get people to travel to St. Paul to support the whole team instead of just one, two, three, four guys. And and look, we get it's not it's not free or or even cheap to run a state tournament of any sort, right? Yeah. For any sport. Can't be. So so trying to figure out ways to make it, you know, either profitable or at least self-sustaining. Are important, right? Yeah. For them, SHSL, we get it. Totally get it. And um, if if part of that is, you know, we add this team portion and get lots more fans involved, good for them, right? Because it's not purely a money grab. It was a great thing. We all love the team tournament now. But at the time, it may have been like, you know, we got to find a way to fund this thing. You, it's that might come up later in this article. Okay. You know that actually that we might be able to touch on that. All right. <laughs> Did you read my notes? <laughs> okay, so here we go. Going back to the article. Further details concerning how to break ties, substitutions, etc. They'll be explained in later issues of the guillotine. This is again from you know 1974. They, we polled some of our region representatives and coaches, and here are their comments. 
So bear with me as I read there, you know, there a handful of comments here from starting with Don Kusinen from Grand Rapids. Okay. You know, and he says, I quote, I believe that format and site changes for the 1975 wrestling tourney will make it the most interesting and exciting for fans, coaches, and wrestlers to date. The same also applies at the district and regional level. These changes will require even greater cooperation and participation of all coaches to ensure that this will be the best tourney ever. This is also time for the coaches to help our association start working for implementation of the class plan into the tournament plan. So, you know, the implementation of the class plan into the tournament plan. They were a one-class system at the time. Right. And so this class plan had to be breaking into multiple classes, right? Single, double A, whatever, how many classes they were going to go to. They recognized the need for multiple classes. Right. So they, you know, they wanted to, you know, they had to start figuring that out. Okay, well then, Ken Drogemuller... Uh, head coach of Worthington. Okay. You've probably heard that name before. I have. He says, he said, I feel the dual meet tournament with the individual tournament will add a great deal of excitement to the sport of wrestling. There will be more wrestlers involved at the regional and state levels, as well as much more fan support. Agreed. Totally agreed. Okay. Roger Nelson from Virginia. The, you know, oddly enough, little side note before I read what he said, their high school now is Rock Ridge. I believe. In Virginia? Yep. And um, if you remember the movie Blazing Saddles. I do. Then do you know the name of the town that that the movie was based in? I uh, I do not. It was Rock Ridge. Rock Ridge? Yes. Nice. It was Rock Ridge. I hope I'm not getting my signals crossed there. We maybe don't want to fact check that. But, um, okay, so Roger Nelson from Virginia. He said, I think the dual meet tournament is what wrestling fans want to see on the state level. It will be a real shot in the arm for wrestling in Minnesota. Now, Al Rasmussen from Washburn, which was had to be a Minneapolis, Minneapolis Washburn. Washburn, sure. I, just says Washburn, but I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say it was Minneapolis Washburn. He said, I am against the team tournament as it is presently set up as it detracts from the individual tournament, i.e. no true wrestle off for third and fourth place. Interesting. So I was going to ask you, um, you know, clearly there's got to be a huge number of coaches who think this is a terrible idea because their wrestlers could never handle the additional workload and matches, and it's going to be too hard to figure out and all this. But it sounds like um, we'll address that comment, but it sounds like in general without that comment that people are in favor of it because it's, quote, unquote, good for wrestling. Like that was a concern. It's going to be fun for wrestling. Good, more wrestlers get to qualify, compete. Fans get get more excitement, more action. All positive. Not easy, but all positive. The good old days, that's what it was about. Yeah. It wasn't about, well, my kid thinks he needs to win four state titles to get a scholarship, and so we can't wrestle him in the team duel because whatever, right? Um, so, first off, big kudos to those coaches who took – you know, a bit of a leap of faith. Oh yeah, and and just said, look, we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but we like it. We want to do it. We think it's going to be exciting. There's going to be some upside. We know that we're going to deal with the class system coming up and possibly other changes. But in general, we're going to do it. So I love it. That said, that that very last statement, right from a Washburn coach, it was his concern was that in the individual portion they were going to no longer wrestle for third. 
Wait, it says no true wrestle off third. third and fourth. So is our belief... So if you know the answer, go ahead and stop me. But is our belief that they just had like the semifinal losers wrestled for third and fourth versus... Yeah, that's yeah. that's what they did. So the prior to that, the years prior to that, they had the wrestlebacks that we know today. Today in Minnesota, in Minnesota. So not true double elimination, but no, they had the wrestlebacks that we will see. But if you got beat by semifinalists in the first or second round, you wrestled again for a chance to get to third. Yes. Okay. Yep. So in, I imagine for, I'm guessing probably for time you know, would be that they, they consolidated the individual tournament. They had to make a concession and consolidate the individual tournament that year. And the, the only way you were going to get to wrestle for third or fourth was if you made the semifinals. Right. You know, that, that was, if you, it could be a very short tournament as an individual. And, um, do you have any idea what the bracket layout was? Was it like from your eight regions um, winners wrestled a second place from a different, probably random region. Yeah, I think that's how more it, than likely. I, yeah, I believe that's how it was. That right. That old the old system. A section runner or section champion wrestles a runner up from you know whatever other. Yeah. I'm not positive of that, but I more than likely yeah. right. So they certainly weren't seeding it. Yeah, they weren't. They definitely weren't seeding it. Um, so that was a concession they made. To, to move forward with the state with the dual tournament. Rich Peterson from New Ulm, he said, I anticipate that we'll be seeing some very exciting region tournaments, which s- will set the tempo for a tremendous state tournament. These tournaments will show the outstanding individuals plus the outstanding teams of the state. The state championship team will truly be a team champion. I love it. Okay. Ted Solar from Bemidji you know, and you'll have to excuse me if I'm pronouncing some of these names wrong, but um, he said, I think that the change is the most exciting move in Minnesota wrestling ever. I feel that this will create interest on a par with the hockey and basketball tournaments. Awesome. Imagine how your town will respond to your team battling for the state championship. You know, there's a lot of validity to that, right? Like yeah, people get fired up. You can talk about the state of hockey all you want, right? Sure. And it's big hockey state, whatever. I get it. But and and their, and their state hockey tournament, the Minnesota State High School hockey tournament, is unlike anything else in the country. For sure, yep, uh, unreal. And and their actual, I don't know how long they've been doing it, but their um, state of hockey day they do right we, where they have like some high school games, some college games, some pro games outside. It's cool, yeah, right? it whatever. Is. That said, basketball gets a pretty good following, right, yeah. for the state tournament, and it's because when a team makes it to the state tournament, people get all fired up. They print T-shirts and they all wear matching, you know, colors and, and white out or orange out or black out or whatever, right? And uh, it's exciting. And so, even if your team might have a shot to win a state title via the traditional, you know, three, four good kids or maybe six or eight, you know, medium good kids, whatever, like making it as a team is something special. Oh man, it and is. it it always has been, and it's and it always will be. So that guy was dead on, dead on, dead on, man. The foresight of these guys. And, uh, you know, we could. And look, we were the first tournament or the first state in the country to do it. It's not like we were 10 years later saying, hey, see what those guys over Minnesota did? (laughs) That that stuff's working. Let's do it. Let's, let's try it. Let's copy them. They, they came up with this on their own. They were pioneers in in the sport across the country. And I love, love it. 
And if, you know what, if I'm wrong on this Minnesota being the first state, someone please share with me, but I couldn't find anything any different. Well, I mean, we've talked about this in the past, off air and on air. And I think um, we've looked around and kind of we went with what are the top, top states, right, for wrestling across the country, like traditional states, traditional powerhouse, and certainly Iowa and Ohio and PA come up and Oklahoma comes up um, and, and maybe a little bit of Wisconsin. But, like, that that's kind of like those are the powerhouses. And, yeah, New Jersey, clearly. And, and they're, they're proud of their one-class system. They are. They're, they're, and Georgia's proud of their 17-class system, yes, right? Yes, they but are. Virginia's proud they, of their 19-class you know, they, 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 Their budget has to be huge for medals in Georgia with that many classes. <laughs> the medals aren't very good. <laughs> but, but, look, Georgia's actually put out some really good wrestlers the last few they years. They have. So, so we, they're, we're, we're teasing. It's easy to pick on them, but, but they're getting better. But they're not a traditional powerhouse. They no. certainly were not a pioneer in the dual tournament format. If they did have a dual tournament... 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, and they might have, it was because the same guys who wanted six classes wanted to give out even more medals, <laughs> not because it was an actual competitive tournament. We need more medals. Okay, I'm going to keep going here because this, this is another one of those ones, you know, it's, there's a lot of favorable stuff, a lot of favorable stuff, but Dick Erickson from New York Mills, he said, I definitely have mixed feelings. I feel that we gave up a lot in regards to losing wrestlebacks in the individual tournament. But I also feel strongly that wrestling has grown to the point that a drastic change was needed to allow it to continue to grow. The addition of the dual meet concept in the state tourney, I feel, may be the best shot in the arm needed to continue the rapid growth we have enjoyed the past several years. It is my hope that the dual meet concept will make our tournament much more appealing to spectators and give us a sellable package in regards to television two areas in which we have fallen short in the past. I would also like to point out that at this time, if it is all possible, the wrestlebacks should be reinstated in the future as the individual aspect has been one of the biggest selling points for wrestling. Boy, this guy, what's his name again? That was Dick Eric's rude. From yeah, New if York anybody Mills. ever uh, sees me and sees Dick in the same gym, let me know because I want to go <laughs> shake his hand. That guy was dead on, right? Dead on. So look, we totally agree, and totally. we think we think not only not only do we have to thank those pioneers that that sacrificed, uh, um, you know, some individual wrestling um, quality, right, yeah. to 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 start the dual tournament, which we all know and love and appreciate. Uh, you know, but, but it's easy to say, well, in the future, it's going to be better, but what if it's your kid's year, you know, right? And he, and he's in a section that drew the random draw, a nasty, you know, a nasty section next to him and even a worse one in his quarter. And he just can't make the semis, even though he's really good. He's worked his whole life, but you know, like they we talk about, you know, pioneers of things like they sacrifice for so those wrestlers of that year and those coaches sacrifice. But Dick was way, way, um, he was dead on, dead like, on, like dead on. We'll do it, it's good, we need to do it, but we can't just, you know, sit around and be happy about this new dual tournament. We need to fix things, we need to make sure we've got uh, wrestlebacks in, in, the, in the individual side. Pretty interesting so far, isn't it? Super interesting. So then Mike Shaw from Jordan, he says, the new state tournament setup should be a real boost for Minnesota high school wrestling. Our attendance and interest should be much improved, and our new team champions will represent 
represent a strong team and not merely three individuals. Jim Truckee out of Bagley, Minnesota said, I think adding a separate team championship is a good thing. I could never accept the fact that someone became the team champion with two or three good boys. It will take some pressure off point scoring during the tourney too. This new setup has, has to hurt the larger regions where there are many good dual meet teams. So I don't really, the new setup. Well, I, I mean, I think, I think the theory is this, right? Like, so um, a section you're familiar with, right? Section 1AA, yeah. say a few years ago, uh, for several years running, right? Had what many people thought were two of the best dual teams in the state, right? Oh, yeah. And so if, let's say that you, let's say there was no dual state tournament and Cast and Simley each qualified, say, eight, 12 guys out of their 14 to the state tournament, they each have an equal chance to win a, a team state title, right? If they have a good individual tournament, yeah. they can get there. Whereas in the dual format, only one of those two teams can get there, right? So I think that's what he's referring to, is that, that there are teams, there's um, only one team out of a region has any shot at all at a, at a team state title. Okay. Where in the old days, every team really had a shot if they got hot state tournament yeah, individually. Yeah, you got three guys. I mean, it sounds yeah. to me that you got three guys that have a great... Thank you for explaining that to me like I was five. I, think, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, here's another name you might know. Dick, Dick Maher from Blue Earth. He said the changes look good. We need to keep wrestling growing, and hopefully the changes that have been made will do just that. Here's a guy that you probably even wrestled against some of his wrestlers back in the day, Paul Earhart from Albert Lee. Albert Lee, yeah. Him and, and Bob Board of Coon Rapids, who have worked with the high school league in bringing, up, bringing about this new change, have this to say. Paul started with, The general feeling of fans, coaches, and the league office and administrators seems to be that the dual meet concept will revolutionize high school wrestling. This will add a new dimension, which we hope will make the championship playdown series in wrestling the most popular in the state. I know that many states are already aware of our plan and are looking to us to model to further changes in their states. I love it. So, I mean, that's telling me that kind of, you know, backing up that Minnesota was the, the, the first, leader in this. Yeah, you know? the lead. Hey, how many days, um, how many days was the state tournament? Do you know that year and or the year before? I, that I don't know. I'm trying to think if it um, – look, I mean, so if it was if it was 16-man brackets, which I think it was, yeah, and probably eight teams, I would think, yep. um, probably a two-day tournament. I doubt they could get all that done in one, but it couldn't have been more than two where they could have found a way to get – That's um, probably a two-day, right? Probably a two-day, right? Because, look – One class. We make fun of Iowa for having a four-day tournament. Rightfully so. Yeah. They they wouldn't have had a three-day tournament, right, for individuals in the old days? No. So not, it had to be two-day. class, no. So it had to be two-day, and they added the team as part of those two days. Yeah. I'll bet that's what happened. That would, I'm sure. Okay, so let's take a look at what Bob... Um, let's see here. I lost Tell my me spot. Bob Backlund. He was an awesome no, all-star no, wrestler. From, no. No? Okay. It's not Bob Backlund. It's Bob Board from uh, Coon Rapids, which is, you know, you probably maybe remember seeing results from the Highland Board duels at Coon Rapids. Yeah. Um, he said, the addition of the dual meet aspect to our state wrestling tournament is very exciting. Really, realizing we are in experimental stages, I think it is of major importance that we get started before the class plan comes into being in 1975 and 76. 
So that tells me they were going to. So this was the state tournament in 1975, which would have been the 74-5 year. Yes. And the very next year, they were going to start a class system. Yes. Okay. So he said, we feel, he went on to say, we feel that our sport, our sport of wrestling is the greatest of all and would like to see capacity crowds, large gate receipts, and coverage that is equal to any other sport. Up until now, we have leveled off in attendance and gate receipts. We are barely breaking even. In all fairness to the press, expecting them to cover 192 outstanding individuals in the tournament is very difficult when compared to covering and understanding team competition. I am hoping and I fully expect a sizable increase in the crowd attendance, the crowd attendance and TV and press coverage for the coming season. I would never want to give up individual championships. I personally feel that that is what wrestling is all about but I do think we have a chance through the team aspect to really promote wrestling in every phase. How many individuals did they say? 192. So one class, 192, 16 man brackets would have been 13 weight classes. Is that right? 12 back then. 12. I could do the math, not, but then I, would, I don't have my pencil. Not really. <laughs> not have my Blackberry. Yeah, no, so we're going to skip the math question. I For the longest time, I thought the Blackberry was a calculator. Oh, it was awesome. I, mean, I was like, what does he got all them buttons It could do me? calculations, Josh. <laughs> way before I, your fancy Android. I was like, Joey, why is Al always carrying this calculator? <laughs> it's no joke. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so, you know, he's talking about TV and press coverage. You know, that is. Probably one thing, you know, that's kind of a hot topic right now, and I don't think we need to go down that road too much, but there, there really probably isn't enough mainstream media covering the state wrestling tournament. So I'm going to be honest. I just, right? I don't want to spend too much time going on this road, Al. Well, you don't want to hear it. Iowa does a pretty good job with um, mainstream TV. Oh, yeah. They do Iowa a great Public job. Television used to broadcast. Now, they, they used to do a third of each. Um, class final matches, right? So they had each weight class, single, double, and triple A wrestle at the same time. They'd do a third single A, a third double A, a third triple A. That was in the old black and white days before oh, yeah. probably you knew about television. But, um, you know, now outside of the horrendous amount of ads they have, they do broadcast statewide all their state state finals action. They, they, we they can do, do better here by far. I had a buddy from Iowa that was up here for something else, a big wrestling guy, and he's like, hey, what, what channel's the wrestling tournament on? And I'm like, it's not. What's on, is it on the same channel? He goes, well, do, do I just stream it? And he goes, can I just stream it? I said, well, not really. Like, you might be able to go find, I'll, I'll find a link for you. You could buy. And he goes, you don't just broadcast this thing? Like, it was pretty disappointing to have to admit how bad our our broadcast television coverage was. So isn't it, it, you know, with this article from November of 1974, one of the things they're talking about is they're hoping to increase crowd attendance and TV and press coverage for the yep. coming season. Here we are, what year is it? A few years later, we're still like, right. yeah, there could be a little bit more TV and press coverage. Right. I mean, um, anyways, we'll keep going here. He continues to say, we are wrestling and being supported as a team all through the season. It seems only natural to compete for team honors with your entire team and give your fans the opportunity to follow their whole team. Under our past plan, it was impossible to bring 
It was possible to bring two outstanding wrestlers to the state tournament. And just a quick side note here. I'm noticing that the, back then, the word outstanding, that must have been like the equivalent of awesome nowadays. Because they used outstanding a lot before wrestlers, where I would probably say awesome. They did. I'm going to revert back to that here for myself. Well, maybe that was a precursor to why they declare a single outstanding wrestler at many tournaments, Josh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is be a hot damn. Right. <laughs> okay, he says we can um, bring two outstanding wrestlers to the state tournament, win two individual titles, and be named the Minnesota team champion. Our new plan will give us the true team champion and also preserve the wrestle down to establish true individual weight class champions. Our state tournament will be under close surveillance by many states. They are excited over the plan and, if successful, will integrate it in their states. We have a chance to be an example. Let's pull together and make it the best. Keep our, our criticisms to ourselves and make sure they are constructive. Write down your thoughts for improvements and submit them to your regional representatives. It's exciting and should be Minnesota's greatest year in wrestling. Another new change for this year's state tournament will be at the new site, the St. Paul Civic Center. These beautiful new facilities will certainly add to the enjoyment of the tournament. So Minnesota wrestling is on the move. It's going to be an exciting season, and we wish all the teams and individual wrestlers in Minnesota the best of luck. I, I miss, like, old-school journalism. Seriously. Like, the writing, the general attitude, the positivity, the, like, awesome. And nobody was, like, replying in a tweet or, or Facebook post or something and telling them they're a bunch of fools. Yeah, no, right. Not, uh, no, they had to like, actually get a pen and paper out and put a stamp on an envelope and have a letter to the editor, lot, which could lot, easily get lost in the garbage if little, it was trash. A lot more effort. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking when he's telling us to write down your thoughts and for improvements and submit them to the regional representatives, I'm kind of thinking he's talking to other coaches maybe when he says right. that. I mean, because can I do that as a, just a fan? Well, I mean, sure, right? <laughs> I mean, probably might not carry as much weight. Depends, right? I mean, well thought out, um, reasonable comments or, or suggestions to uh, section rep would be, you know, depends on the section rep. And, and like I say, if your tone is bad, whether you're a coach or a fan or a parent or a ref, if, if, if you're arrogant or a jerk or whatever, it's just going to get thrown out, no doubt, right? But, oh, yeah. But I think I think even if you know if a high school wrestler, if a coach, if a fan wrote a nice, you know, polite or or well written letter to section one section manager, they they would read it and pass it on maybe in their in one of their meetings and and bring it up for discussion if if warranted. I think it's. Are you are you curious at all where or who? Okay, how about this? So it's the the state tournament was held. At the new Civic Center. Before that, I believe it was held at Williams Arena. Okay. The How about the first eight teams to qualify for the state dual tourney? Oof, the first eight teams to qualify. Yeah. Wow, that's a great it's, question. I, I'm actually just going to read them. I, so, so hold on. We're, gonna, we're just going to, um, everybody that's listening right now, grab out your pen and paper if you have them or whatever, or just mentally think, like, give yourself three or four guesses, right? Like... Who do you think one of the first eight teams was? And see how many you can get. Oh, yeah. This, that's a great... Right? A little interactive. Uh, yeah. I kind of want to give them a hint. So 70... Like, can, can I, be. That's... You, 
That is a fantastic guess and a correct one at that. Is it? Yes, it is. Yes. Well, and it almost feels like you're cheating because they qualified for the state dual tournament like the first 17 years we had it. They're the Something only team like to that. ever lock up. Look, you you understand I didn't grow up in Minnesota and as as much as you want to talk about my age, I was not of um, high school wrestling fan age in 1975 quite yet. So um, my default answer for like old school, it's can be is going to be one of my guesses, right? They're the only team to ever lock up the Christmas tournament in one day of competition. So great, that's a fantastic yeah. guess. Okay, that's a great guess. So and then I'm going to give you a hint. Two of the other teams. Albert Lee. I'm okay. One there, Albert Lee is one of the other teams that is in the set. Yep, Albert Lee qualified. And I, I promise you, folks, look, Josh rightfully I'm strings like, me along and asks me all these complicated questions many times that I don't know, and that's okay. <laughs> We're good with that. But I promise we did not talk about this ahead of time. You're on fire. These tonight, are straight man. up guesses. That's <laughs> great. That is. That's, 25% of the teams I've got. That's really two good. for two. So, and you you got a great chance of getting the third one because, like I said, I was gonna say two of the two of the teams that they qualified for this year's state tournament. So you got to, you know, you got over. Well, there's 24 them. teams now. Though, well, gosh. now you've only got to pick one out of the other 23. Right. Um, I'm gonna say back then that long ago. Oh, I'm gonna give you a hint. That would be excellent. I'm going to give you another hint. They have qualified this year, I believe, as their 34th trip to the state wrestling tournament. St. Michael. St. Michael Elberville. St. Michael Elberville. Yeah, that's... Um, so we got St. Michael, we got Canby, we got Elbert Lee. Okay. Then we have Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids, yep. Moorhead. Yeah, do you nice. Re- do you remember their mascot? Um, I mean, we wrestled them. Our kids wrestled them in, at the state tournament. Uh, they were not the Lumberjacks. That's Bemidji. <laughs> they were, um, I don't. They are the Spuds. They are the Spuds. spuds yeah. yes. you, you actually I, knew that. My whole memory is just you know dominated that. by a left-handed headlock I didn't want to see. <laughs> oh, I, I don't bring that It's brutal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you son of a gun. Um, that's bad. That's bad memories for us wrestling fans. When Moore had beat our Farmington team oh my in, goodness. The, in the fifth place match, I yeah. want to say. Uh, um, the Moorhead Spuds, the uh, Saints of St. James, yep. the Fridley Tigers, and the Falcons from Fertile Beltrami. Nice. Or Beltrami, yeah. Um, so just out of curiosity, Josh, off the top of your head, yeah. St. Michael, big school still, clearly. Albert Lee is big school. Uh, yep. Yeah. Right, they jump between two and three. They are now, yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of those schools seem like single A type schools. Well, back then, yeah, back then. I, I mean, I get we're forty five years ago or whatever it was, right? But um, like I, those aren't giant; those aren't all big giant metro schools. No, no, God, no. They're spread out like they can be. You know that their their enrollment was like two hundred back right? then. Right, St. James are they? They can't be that big. No, I'm sure they're fertile. Beltrami, <laughs> yeah. like I mean. We're not talking about gigantic schools. I think that this is awesome. This yeah, is like was, and the, from, and the, this is like the Hoosiers. They're from everywhere. From everywhere. They're literally, you know, you got Fridley who's in who's Look, you know, these in, kids in the have never it, but, met when they're competing at the state tournament. You talk about, you know, nowadays these kids travel across the state or the Midwest or the country. There were not kids, you know, there were kids wrestling the state tournament that did not even know where the other kids' hometown was. Say anything about 
be buddies or, or Instagram friends yeah. with their, their competition. There was a great chance they That's didn't awesome. know where their, where their other town was. The eventual champions were the Fridley Tigers. They beat Canby 33-11 in the championship match. Nice. Now, Canby was one of them very small towns you talked of, yep. you spoke of, and Fridley was probably, I, I got to believe, they were the biggest one of, yeah. school in the state tournament that year. Sure. The, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm, I'm just going to yeah, say Yeah, I mean, like, could ask Chad GPT. Pretty reasonable guess. That's be yeah. freaking wrong. Then we couldn't trust it. We couldn't trust it. Um, Moorhead took third after beating St. Michael Albertville 33 to 17. And Albert Lee won the consolation uh, bracket after defeating Fertile Beltrami 28 to 13. Nice. So that is um, a little history there of how the dual meet concept started, where it came from. And just how about the vision of those guys? Man, that's you know, so the people involved. So cool. And look, these this was not the day of journalism when they could they could get a million comments and cherry pick them, right? They they talked to coaches and whatever the coaches said, good, bad, or indifferent, they printed. It was not, you know, not it was not like they talked to two hundred coaches and picked the eight opinions they wanted. Well, and I gotta believe, I wonder, you know, like so nineteen seventy four, the, the guillotine was based out of St. James. You know, and if they wanted to call any of these guys, it was a long distance. Long distance. Call. Probably called after six was discounted. Yeah, I mean, they either called <laughs> after six was discounted, or they used the letter. Right. You know, like this is. I think it. I think I was really interested in. I was really interested in the in the parallels. How they like, man, we got to get we got to get wrestlebacks back, and it wasn't even true wrestlebacks. They just no. wanted wrestlebacks right. back, and they actually got them back the next year. They went to a two class system the next year. And they got wrestlebacks. So they must have added a day the next year, clearly. Yeah, so I think that's when So they, they probably went from a two to a three day, right? And that's really when they came up with like probably their most like progressive blueprint that would lead into championship Saturday. Right. Where right. you get there and like Saturday morning could be like one year it would be the class A individual finals yep. in the morning while on formats, while the class A or class double A Finals were going on on the other formats. Okay. And then in the afternoon, they would they would flip-flop them. You know, okay. They would do the double-A individuals and the class-A finals. So you're, you're when you say the class-A, you're talking about team. Yes, team. So championship Saturday was team and individual. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. So yes. Like, if you were a fan and you, and you were coming from out of town, uh, I guess you had to stay in a hotel for a couple of days because you wrestled team throughout the tournament. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't just one day. You know, and... I think it's awesome. Now, I've actually heard people the last few years talk about uh, that as a big downside. If we do, if we do team over multiple days, it forces people to stay in hotels longer. That's one of the biggest garbage cop out oh. answers I've ever heard. I, I mean, look, they're they're the bottom line is they're going to be happy to collect gate for three days instead of one out of grandma that comes to watch, you know. Billy as part of Fertile's team that wrestles three days in a row there. And that's, that's really look for better or worse. I get it's a business that that's what they really care about. <clears throat> Anybody who says it's a downside because people have to stay for more days. Um, I think it's just, just making up excuses and, and coming up with, with reasons that really don't make a lot of sense. How long is a hockey tournament? Right, they talk about how great the state like hockey days, tournament is. It starts on Wednesday. 
but but not more than one day. They don't make people come stay overnight in a hotel for three, two or three days, Josh. Oh, they you could. bet they do. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Well, people do. Oh, it for that. that's it's normal. Believe, isn't oh, it? yeah. That's and that. the fans actually enjoy it and oh. have a good time. Love it. Love Correct. It. Agreed. Yep. Absolutely love it. And yeah. The idea the idea of saying that it's a, a detractor that fans would have to stay more than one day is crazy. Well, it's it's easy for me to agree with you because I can drive back and forth. So I don't have to stay in a hotel. I mean, that's, trust me, I'd like to. It'd right. Be fun, but it's not very practical. I, li- you know, I live like thirty minutes from St. Paul. Right. So um, it's it's. But the the how about the the crowd and the environment and then you get. People I can't to, tell you how. Look back to the Iowa State tournament, right down in Des Moines, hour and a half, close to two hours from from Northwood, Iowa. Yeah. It was awesome going down there. I mean, it was a blast. I believe it. I, I mean. Like, it is a. It's nothing but fun and exciting, yeah. and and to think that it's somehow worse, you know, to to have it have that team turn over three days. Not to mention, we've talked about the whole reshuffling. If you if you spread that out to three days and have championship Saturday, you've got way more opportunities for shuffling and a couple extra rounds of wrestling throughout those three days. Get to true double double elimination. Can't be done. Can't do it. Impossible. So going back into this here, you know, we could take a look at some, you know, we both have great memories and all our friends do and our families do and just great memories and moments of, of the state tournament and teams and, and rivalries that have helped shape the dual meet landscape over the years. How about the article last year from, it was uh, by Brian Jerzak yep. in the guillotine. It was, Reader's Choice, they voted on wrestling rivalries. It's from February 28th of 2023. Okay. And he kind of, if I remember correctly, he I thought it, he highlighted like 10 of the most um, popular rivalries over the years. And there's there's a lot more than just this. You know, there's there's a ton that we, that we just oh, don't sure, know about. Right, I just right. don't have in front of me. But how about, um, give me a couple, Al. Well, now I'm embarrassed because uh, you should not have had to tell me this one up front. I, I'm sure I read that. I should know that. I should at least know some of these. Oh um, yeah, I guarantee you know uh, these. Well, I mean, look, we can go Owatonna Albert Lee, right? The Big Nine Conference title was always a big deal. I mean, people people would go like two, three hours early to go yeah. to that big nine duel, yes. either gym. Like either that was gym. bonkers. Man, it was just so like cool. Love, hate, you know? And and that's actually the second, that was like the second most voted uh, rivalry, dual sure. rivalry. So, and that's a great one, just a fantastic one. Um, get another guess? Oh, Give me, let me think. Give me, give me one like uh, in the middle of the pack that uh, the I pack. won't, that I probably might not get. Um, you like middle of the pack that you might not get. Yeah, like fifth or sixth on their list, something like so that. So like Fairmont, Martin County West, the Red Bulls, yep. and Jackson County Central. Oh sure, you yeah. Know? I mean, it makes a ton of sense to me, but I might not have. I don't know if that one would have clicked. That's yeah, like, yep. There's some of these outstate ones. So like the third, the third one, the third on the list is Minneota and Canby. Oh, nice. Like, I think those towns are like 11 miles from each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not positive of that, but I thought I've heard someone from... What are those two schools in California, Josh? That are, is it Don Bosco and... Um, that is Buchanan. Buchanan and, and... Clovis. Clovis, yeah. They're like right down the street. Yeah, they're, they're like... National top 20. 
brothers, like a dad and a son are the coach at Clovis, and then one of the other sons is coach at, coach at Buchanan. Yeah, right. And just a fantastic, I mean, and they work really for, you know, especially in California, a state not known for their duels. Right. They work crazy to promote that duel. So that's kind of mediocre can be. I mean, without the brotherly combination, they're just right up the street there. <laughs> you know, I've really never considered Miniota or Canby to like to be like the Buchanan the, the Clovis duel. area, but it sounds awesome. Neither, well, if we get them a smoke machine for the duel, they'll be set. Yes, that is that. Then that that rivalry goes back years and sure. years. You know, another one that has kind of got lost a little bit over the last few years because of Zambroda's. Zimbrota and Kenyon. Zimbrota oh, yeah. was up in Kenyon Wanamingo. Like that used to be nasty when they're both in the same section and both class A in the same conference. Cow catcher! Yeah. <laughs> Did Lundy call in? That's good who you're thinking of. <laughs> it is, is. That is that is no, yeah, that was good you, right? He said purple lots of purple shirts, yeah, right. cow catcher. Right. Probably some similarities in the in the in the in the area, right? Um, I, I had a brain short there because Lundy talked about Glenn Hens, who is he a Zimbrota guy? Yes. Yeah, that's yep. where my, yeah. Anyway, not uncommon, right? Mm-hmm. For our listeners that are normal listeners, this is not an uncommon issue for Al. That's the first time I've ever heard you yell cow catcher. You know, like uh, all the years <laughs> of coaching wrestling, youth wrestling with you, I've never heard you say it. Maybe, yeah. maybe I've heard you say watch the cow catcher. Right. But, <laughs> oh. um, here's a couple more. Uh, let's go up north. Perm. Versus Detroit Lakes. Nice. You know, if you're from that area, you maybe would call it D. You'd call Detroit Lakes DL for short. Sure. But yeah, that, that I mean, is a huge rivalry. Uh, Dover, Yoda, and Chatfield. Bemidji, as you mentioned earlier, the Lumberjacks versus Wilmer. You know, they've really been going back and forth in that Section 8 the last handful of years. And then you got, you know, we can't, we couldn't do this without bringing in Apple Valley and you know, their their battles with St. Michael Albertville. Right. Or even Apple Valley and and more recently their battles with Shakopee. Was you that know? on the list as well? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's like I say, there's a ton of old school ones that right. I'm sure we're missing. Like and, and tweet them at us. You know, yeah, I'm curious absolutely. too. You know, like I just kind of drawn a blank here with the excitement for the state wrestling tournament, but duels are just there's such a rich tradition in Minnesota and to try and figure out why it could be kind of hard. I got theories, you know, and ideas. But this this article in the guillotine from 1974 is pretty helpful. One more time. Uh, what volume was that? That was volume four, right? Volume, volume four. And you can find it. I think, did I say volume four? Um, yeah, from November 1st of, uh, of 1974. It's very, very interesting. And then there's actually... There's like a, another column that a guy wrote, just a little clip that I didn't, I didn't write down, be, type because I couldn't type anymore. <laughs> Your fingers were tired. <laughs> yeah, I was on my fingers are not conditioned to typing, but it was just another like a little opinion piece on what you know what it was going to look like and the excitement for the state tournament for sure. the state tournament. So now that we've covered our roots and how it started. Should we roll into, what do you think? Should we roll into the upcoming state tournament? Which people who are listening to our show probably are waiting like, okay, you freaking, oh, you old <laughs> fart and Raymond, you blowhard, would you shut up and just talk about the tournament that's coming up? We actually do have uh, wrestling coming up. Yes. yes. We've got uh, brackets were released today. Yeah. Awesome. 
Uh, yeah, let's just let's roll through them. We can start wherever you want to. Well, let's start with um, just be. Let's start with Class A. Do you let's have do the brackets in front of you? Uh, I I I do. Let me grab them. Seeds. So the coaches. What happens is for people that don't know, the coaches they get a vote and they could vote. They vote one through seven, and they can't vote for themselves on how they think the seating should play out. So then they they tally the votes, and you know, voila, here we are. Voila, one through five, and the other three are drawn in. No, it's all eight now. No, no, nope. You vote. The coaches vote one through seven. Correct, but only the top five are seated. Yeah, and then they see the top five, and then. And you, yeah, you can't vote for yourself. You vote one through seven, can't vote for yourself. The top five are seated, and the next three are drawn in. Right. You probably already said that when I was trying to no, find my I tab. Didn't. I did not. So uh, in Class A, our one seed is Chatfield. They're going to wrestle Bertha Hewitt, Verndale, Parker's Prairie in the first round. Okay. Uh, the four or five, right, that we've talked about, that four or five seed oh. being a fun one, the last two that, that got a seed, that's going to be – uh, Lake Crystal Welcome Memorial Area is a four seed, and Jackson County Central is a five seed. On the other side of the bracket, uh, the three seed, Belgrade Bruton El Rosa, is going to take on United North Central. And then down at the bottom, Staples Motley is your two seed. They will wrestle Lasur Henderson in the quarterfinals. Okay, so now the I, I like starting with Class A, and the reason I kind of wanted to, I, I maybe baited you into this a little bit is because they travel so well for the dual state. Oh my tournament. gosh. It's, it, it is. Um, oh, I agree. I, I, they, I, I almost said something really silly. Like you could get rid of the big classes. I would still love the state tournament and I would, I think it's a terrible idea to get rid of them. So scratch it. But the single a, um, you know, section one single a that we had the honor of watching many times. Oh yeah. So exciting. Whoever they send is going to represent, we know really well, going to be exciting. And um, in general, the Class A schools travel so good. Oh, man. The proverbial, you know, hang the closed door, the closed sign on the door of the town, right? Because everybody's there. Yeah, last, like, that's last a real one, thing. Turn lights off. Yeah. The, and let's just take a little look at that. So um, here we go. Staples Motley. Who did you say they are wrestling first, Al? Uh, Staples Motley has Lasur Henderson. Okay, so Staples Motley, um, Jolene shared me a shared a Facebook post with me, and they put out an announcement yesterday that said there will be no school Thursday, February 29th. Oh man, I love it! A huge shout out to our wrestling team for clinching the section team championship. Due to the overwhelming support from our amazing staff and students, we're hitting the pause on classes for the day. But don't worry, we'll be back in action with a regular school day on Friday, March 1st. Mark your calendars. So so tell me those kids and teachers don't want a three-day team tournament. They want a three-day <laughs> team tournament. They should have it. They, they deserve it. I mean, it's a, the enrollment of the Staples Motley School District is 287 kids. For which grade? That is for the ninth through twelfth. That's for the entire high school. Ninth through twelfth. Two eighty seven. Two eighty seven. And that is not our smallest school in the state tournament. But before we go on to talk about our small school, let's just give you a little history on Staples here because they're back, and this is actually. Um, I could ask you, but we'll be here all day, so I'm just going to tell you it's their nineteenth trip to the state wrestling tournament. 
it's a good call just skipping to the yeah, number because I would not have. It would have taken me a while to get to nineteen. They um, their last time they they qualified it was nineteen ninety nine, and um, you know a lot of maybe younger newer wrestling fans don't don't really realize how how decorative a program Staples was back in the day. Like they, you know, they I think won. I got to remember. So they won six. You said 19th, right? They're 19th. So they haven't been there in 25 years. Yeah. So between 1975 and 1999, right, they had 19 qualifiers. Pretty solid math. That's, right, that's 24, 19 out of 24 years. Yeah. Some of those are one-class system. Oh, yeah. Um, or one of one. them. Yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> they, they weren't there. So good. But yes. But so what's significant about it is they had six consecutive state titles from 1980 to 85. Oh, wow. Simley's trying to tie that record this year. Okay. So just to kind of put into perspective. And, and when you say it, record, is that the record, six straight? No, they're no, just trying to tie that mark. Yeah, tie yep. that mark. It's Got like it. third, I think. Okay. Third. Um, Apple Valley holds a record with 12 consecutive state titles. Oh, even though one of those was a tie. Yes, one of those was a tie. Was that right? Yeah, because there was no be... advancement. Was that didn't they tie STMA one year? They awarded two state championship sets of medals. They said there's no advancement. Was... I don't remember if that was part of their twelve in a row, but that was the bleed out match. It was. That was that was where a wrestler from Valley bled out and ran ran out of blood time and had to give up sixteen points. Right. You know, and that was a bonus point win for St. Michael Elberville. No, it's not the first time. It's not the first time there's been a tie in the state championship in a dual meet, but I believe it's the first time that it's happened because of a bleed out was involved. Well, Rod Frost has never um, bled anybody out before. That was the only match ever. Yeah, that's what I got. I mean, he's refed quite a few matches, Josh. He's <laughs> been around for a while, that's for sure. So Staples is it's their first time back since '99, but. They, there's a lot of tradition there. It's just been a while. I mean, is it... I don't know that it's a surprise that school's canceled for the day because I believe their superintendent happens to be the dad of their number one ranked wrestler at 152 pounds, Colby Tappy. Nice. So maybe that help plays into it. Right. They're, it's funny you bring up Apple Valley and their, their, their winning streak that they've had. Their head coach is the old Apple Valley... Their current head coach is Jim Jackson. Yep. Wrestling fans are familiar with him. He was spent many, many years and is the current wins leader in the state for dual meet victories. For ranked wrestlers, they have five of them at 170 or 107 pounds. I got Gage Birga. He's an eighth grader at 114 pounds. Did I say Gage is also he's ranked number one? Sorry, he's they yep. have two wrestlers on their team ranked number one at 114 pounds. They got number nine ranked wrestler Caden Kramer at 121. They got Eli Greenwald. He is ranked number two, and they got at 145 pounds, Blake Nealon. He's a senior. He's ranked 10th, and I already mentioned Colby Tappy. So there's going to be nobody in Staples this weekend or a, nobody there Thursday, and it's you know pretty exciting for them to get back to the state tournament, and they did it in a pretty exciting fashion. I think they, according to the Guillotine Forum, they had a guy that was losing like 7-1 to one, and with short time left in the third period, threw a guy to his back and pinned him. Wow. They won by a couple points. And then Drew, they earned the two seed, right? So Yeah, because they beat Holdingford in the second finals, and right. Holdingford was, is a legit team. Yeah, you know, yeah. Duels yeah, up. that's super fun. I mean, what a way to, to go from a very rich tradition 25-plus years ago to 
back for the first time, get a two seed, get there in exciting fashion, and um, get ready to make a make a run here. That's that's a ton of fun. Let's go on to okay Jackson County Central. Their enrollment is actually there. They've got one more kid than Staples Molly. They've got an extra. One more potential, like a half of wrestler to choose from, depending if it's a boy or girl. You know, right. like the 288 kids is their enrollment. Their current rank in the guillotine is number four. Their rank in MN Wrestle is three. This is their 18th trip to the state tournament. Their last time there, as we know, was 2023, where they won a state title. They're led by kids like, um, they've got four ranked wrestlers at 107 pounds. Kyler Thier, he's an eighth grader. He's ranked sixth at 114 pounds. Caden Eller, he's an eighth grader. He's ranked third at 121 pounds. They got Isaac Rodriguez. He is a sophomore. He's ranked ninth. They got a good group of practice partners right there, don't they? Isn't that funny how that works out? Yeah. Um, and then Nolan Ambrose, he's a three-time defending state champion. We'll probably talk about him a little bit more you know, on our next episode in the individual side. He's currently ranked number one. He's a senior at 139 pounds. Nice. JCC is a... Very, very story tradition or story program, and they're coming off of back. What is it? Back to back state titles, two in a row for sure, right? Yeah, they. Um, yeah, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure of it. Like two in a row for sure, and they've got. Oh man, I'm because last think. year we did the um, night of champions, right? So, so the year before they'd won, yeah, and, then- and they got nine overall. I mean, that's pretty, pretty darn impressive. Okay, so we're talking two of the most storied programs in, in Class A, kind of spread out, but how about we talk about a team who's making their first trip to the state tournament? Okay. That would be Lesur Henderson, Al. They're currently unranked in the guillotine, currently unranked in MN Wrestle. This is their first trip. They've got two ranked wrestlers, and... Colton Wilson, he is ranked fourth at 127 pounds. And George Doherty, he is a sophomore. He's ranked ninth at 215 pounds. Now, I, I'd like to put you on the spot a little bit here, Al. Oh, boy. So, Lusur Henderson, that's where the Fars are from, the Farm Brothers. Yeah. So, you're familiar with this community a little bit. If, if I give you multiple choice on what their mascot is. Okay. Let's see if you, do you know it? Uh, I, I'm going to, I'd like to use my multiple choice okay. for a hundred dollars. Okay. Please. So let's go with the Lesur Henderson. You got a, the Raiders, B, the raccoons, C, the giants or D the Royals. What are you going with? Oh, they're clearly the Royals. The Royals is a great guess. I mean, it is absolutely great guess. They are the Giants, the Lesur Henderson My Giants. Second guess. Yeah, that is. I mean, the Royals. Yeah, the Giants was your second guess. So pretty cool for them to be, you know, qualify for their first state tournament. They have no seniors. Hey, look, qualifying for the state tournament as a team is always fun and exciting. Doing it for the first time ever. Wow, that is, you know, big big hats off to those guys. They're going to have a blast. They are going to have an absolute blast. Their community is going to have a blast. They have no seniors and two juniors. What are their colors? Uh, blue and yellow. Uh, what kind of blue? Like a dark blue? No, it's like a royal blue. Royal blue? I mean, blue and maybe even almost like a blue and gold, I suppose. But that's... 
something that'll stand out in the crowd. Oh, yeah. They get the t-shirts going. For, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. How could you not? Your first trip right, there. Right, right. Hey, just so a heads up here for our listeners at LeSueur Henderson, if we have any, if you need to get a, some really bright, flashy shirts, give That's General Sports a call. Yes. They're your guys. They're kind of running out of time, but so... This comes out tomorrow. Give them a call as soon as you hear this because they they will work hard to get you your T-shirts. I think they can make it work. Well, let's, let's put them I on mean, the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I think they could too. Why not? Tell them you want the Alan Josh discount. Yes, I mean, I don't, don't think there is one, but tell them that's what you want. Yeah, that's got to be... I don't think there's one either, but there should be. Right. Okay, so LeSueur Henderson, you know, that's in the... Uh, Minnesota River Valley there. Let's keep going here. Let's go. Let's go with. Um, we want to go north. We want to go south. We want to go. How about? Let's go north. United North Central. Yep. They're the Warriors. Their enrollment is 289 kids. They're currently. Did you say Jackson with 288? Yes. So we, we is this the prices right with one dollar more than each? Right? Was do you remember what I thought Staples you said was? Jackson was two eighty seven or two eighty eight Staples of two eighty seven? Oh yeah. And United North Central's two eighty nine. Two eighty nine. That's a someone's playing games. I'm with not us. making these numbers up. They uh, where they get a little a little janky for me is on some of the co op schools, but you know, so yeah, sure. maybe I'm wrong on United North Central because that is a co op. It actually is a co op between Monaga High School and Sabika. And <laughs> Monaga is so their mascot for for wrestling is the Warriors. Okay. Monaga's mascot for their school, they're one of like a dozen schools still in the state that have a Native American mascot. Okay. They go by the Braves. Yep. And um I think they're currently working on you know, there's a, so like the state of Minnesota passed a law last legislative session that you know no team can have a native american mascot anymore sure um, you do have the right to petition it and you got to go through a bunch of bull crap to do that but you can do it and part of it is you got to get like all 11 tribes tribes or whatever in the state to okay it to okay it that's like the big piece right and i know like um i don't know why but i watched a video on this one time in monaga they um they're very proud of their of their school and their mascot yeah. and like every one of their clocks in their school says Monaga Braves. Sure. Like every light switch says Monaga Braves. Um, so it, it would be a, a significant cost for that school district to make that change. Right. And they're they're hoping they're I last I read, they're hoping to try and be able to keep that. I don't know why I'm going down this tangent, but sure. I am. But so yeah, that is a co-op. So my numbers, because you take the, the whole enrollment of the host school and half of the enrollment of the other school, right? I believe you. Yeah, so that is the Warriors. Okay, and, and in the guillotine, they're in the lean and mean. And MN Wrestle, they're ranked nine. This is their third trip to the state tournament. Nice. And it's their third in a row. Their last trip. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is their third in a row, so... On a nice little roll there. Yeah, yep. They currently have, you know, off my ranked wrestlers list, I'm going off the guillotine because a friend of mine came up with a computer program that pulled all the ranked wrestlers out of the guillotine to save me a ton of time, which I appreciate from that guy. And um, he, did, he didn't, 
Lazy bum didn't do MN wrestle, so we're just going to go off uh, the guillotine now. Uh, okay, let's go on to, let's see, how about BBE? Belgrade Brunel Rosa, okay. home of the Jaguars. Their enrollment, now this is the smallest school in the state tournament this year. Okay. 178 kids. Oh. Yeah, 178 kids. <laughs> that is not a lot. It's not. That is smaller than Randolph. In the guillotine, they're currently ranked third. In MN Wrestle, they're ranked eighth. This is their fourth trip to the state tournament. They were there in 2023. Their ranked wrestlers are at 139 pounds. He's ranked number two, Ryan Jensen. He's a senior. At 145 pounds, he's ranked number seven, Tanner Weissman. He's also a senior. At 152 pounds, he's ranked number seven, Brett DeRue. He's a junior. At 172 pounds, he's ranked number one, Max Hansen, future Augsburg Augie. He's a senior. At 189 pounds, ranked number seven is Hunter Lang. At 215 pounds, we got Carson Gilbert, the junior, is ranked fifth. And 285 pounds, Harley Weber, he is a junior, and he's ranked 10th. That is the BBE Jaguars. They also, they had a barn burner of a, you know, they got... Beat by Camby. We talked about this a little while ago. They, got, yep. you know, they had a tough night, and um, and they really flipped the script come section tournament. Yeah, well done. Yeah, I got a when that when they lost, I texted Craig Hansen, Max's dad. Yep. And said, hey, can you give me a little rundown on the duel for for us to right, talk about right. it? And he's like, yeah, you know, really, it was I could, but if I did, it wouldn't probably be anything but excuses. Right. <laughs> no, At least he was man enough to admit it, right? Like we've we've was, talked to plenty of people who just spit those excuses out one oh. after the next. And they're like, Oh, but this and that, we're missing three guys and two more are sick and one guy didn't feel good, his toe was hurt and I mean we're all guilty of that. <laughs> his girlfriend right? broke up with him on Tuesday. <laughs> we are literally all guilty of that. And, and I, Greg's ah well uh, Greg's not like, gonna help you out. It'd just be excuses. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well I love it. Yeah, <laughs> great. Well then after the section tournament, we texted and he said, "No excuses today." Nice. We got her done. So, congrats to the Jaguars of BBE. Um, another team. Okay, coming out of section two, the Lake Crystal Welcome Memorial, the Knights. They got two hundred and sixty-six kids. Al. They're ranked eighth by the Guillotine and sixth by MN Wrestle. This is their ninth trip to the state tournament. Their last trip there, we actually saw them, was in two thousand fifteen. Yep. The um, got guy ranked wrestlers. They got four of them. At 121 pounds, Griffin Jimenez. He's a senior. He's ranked 10th. At 133 pounds, you got Parker Com. He's a senior. He's ranked third. 152 pounds, Ryan Palmer. He's a senior. He's ranked fifth. Actually, I think that's a typo on my part. I think he might be a junior. I'm actually pretty sure he's a junior. At 189 pounds, Nick Slater. He is a junior, and he's currently ranked third. You know yeah. what? Brian Palmer is a junior. He is. Okay. Yep. So, And, you know, um, this was actually before my buddy, the computer geek, wrote the program to pull all the ranked wrestlers out, and I was doing it by hand. And it was the second team I did. And it was just as I was getting ready to quit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> just right. about ready to quit. Yeah, just I got a lot of quit in me when it comes to that type of stuff. So, yeah, I thought he was a junior. Okay. So that's on me. We caught it. But, yeah, exciting time for the Knights to be back to the state tournament, and I expect they'll travel well. Yeah. I mean, they had a great fan section. They had a, at their 
you know, we went to a tournament down there, and I talked about that. They had a great fan section there. So now, as they're going to head up to St. Paul, I expect, you know, even better. Let's go back the other direction. Let's go back up north, Section 6. Okay. Bertha Hewitt, Verndale, Parker's Prairie. They're the Raiders. They've got those fabulous camouflage singlets we see uh, time and time again at the state tournament. Yeah. They're very camouflage. Their enrollment's 271. They're currently ranked 12th in the guillotine. They're not ranked in MN Wrestle. It's their ninth trip to the state tournament. Their last time there was 2021. They got four ranked wrestlers. They're led by uh, their 107-pounder, Mason Hoffman. He is currently ranked 10th. He's a sophomore at 114 pounds. Hudson Truax, he's ranked 8th. He's a sophomore, 139. Evan Jarris, he's ranked 9th. He's a junior at 160 pounds. He's ranked number 2 is David Revering. I don't have, again, this might be one of those ones that I put in there. I think he's a senior, but I don't have it. I believe so. Senior. All right, perfect. And okay, does that so that's Bell or no, that's Bertha Hewitt Ferndale. Like I say, they they went on a four-year run where they qualified 21, 22, 23. Um oh, hang on a second, lost my spot. They that is nope, wrong spot. That's BBE. How many times did I say they've been in there? Um Belgrade? No, no, Bertha Hewitt Verndale. I don't know that you did. I um Hang on a second, Al. You know how good I am at this thing. This is their ninth trip. I bet I didn't. I did. It's their ninth trip, and their last one was in 2021. Nice. So, you know, they've, they've had a nice run. Nine trips to the state tournament. That's great. Okay, and that leaves the number one seed, the Chatfield Gophers, right? Is that the only team I got left? That's it. Okay, I should do this in order, so uh, I don't have to kind of guess, but it was more fun to mess you up with the enrollment, so... <laughs> And what's Chatfield's enrollment? Well, they happen to be the biggest school in, in the Class A state tournament this year with 297 students in 9th through 12th grade. It's pretty pretty interesting, right? Within about 15 kids, like um, those bigger schools, the bigger schools in this class, within about 15, there's like four or five schools. Yeah. I mean, that's... They're all pretty similar. Very similar. They're currently ranked number one by the guillotine. They're number one by MN Wrestle. This is their fifth trip to the state tournament. Their last trip was in 2014, which we were there for, and we probably remember well because they won the state championship that year. Right. And we actually got to see them down at section one win their section championship, and there was a nobody in Chatfield when that was going on. No doubt. So that was... Just they they traveled so well. I remember trying to do the math on on how many people, trying to figure out how many people they had there watching. Right. <laughs> so like, I'm like, how the heck? This town doesn't even have this many people. <laughs> they um they have six ranked wrestlers. They're led by their defending state champion Javier Berg. He's currently ranked number one. I'll bet they've got more than six, Josh. You keep going. Um, hang on, say one, hang on, two, three, four, five, six. They got at least seven. At least. At least. Okay, perfect. Let me know if I miss it. All right. Javier Berg, ranked number one at 114 pounds. At 121 pounds, they got Kaysen Johnson. He's ranked eighth. Um, Gage Bartles, 
He is ranked fourth. What weight's he at, Al? 133. 133 at 145 pounds. Got Jack Dornack. He's ranked ninth. At 152 pounds, they got Carson Rowland. He's ranked ninth. Does that sound right? Yep. At 189 pounds, they got a defending state champ, Kale Schott. He's a senior. He's ranked one. And at 285, they got Miles Mulhern. He's currently ranked second. He's a senior. Who am I missing in there? Uh, who do they have at 160? You got that listed? I don't, but I'm guessing it's Ben Carrier, maybe? Maybe Aiden Miner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. he's ranked eighth. He's a junior. Okay, so those two. So then you got... Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, they... Because um, Carrier's wrestled some matches at 60 for them, I think, too. But either way, that's okay. They got... they got. Might be one of those deals where they double weigh in, you know, and, and juggle as needed. You know, yeah, that's a... Boy, they got some depth. On that team, or I don't know about depth. There's no holes. There's just right. no holes. Like they're gonna be, as they proved at the clash, right? Yeah, when they took second there. <laughs> yeah, made that final bracket, which was a big deal just to make that final four, and then yeah. made a bunch of noise on the second day. So they got four seniors, right? And that in it's four ranked seniors okay, in yeah. that lineup, along with another four kids ranked. And we know, you know, like you mentioned, no holes. So yeah, they're. No holes there. They're going to be a handful. They're the one seed for a reason. Yep. But you wrestle it, too, for a reason, you know, and anything can happen. And it is, I expect these these schools and towns to travel very well into St. Paul come next Thursday. Okay, going down the list here, Al. Now is when my list gets a little more accurate of ranked wrestlers because of the computer. How about we go with um, double A? Okay. You know, I don't really have as, you know, I thought it was kind of fun to play around with the enrollment in single A. How about we just go down the list? For- well, look, I mean, single A, the enrollment's the most interesting, right? Because it's it always is. fun to think, wait a minute, you have the best team in the state with 150 kids? Yeah. Like that, I mean, that's a cool, that, that's a cool fact, right, to talk about. You get a little bigger, double A, triple A, and it's, it's, you know, it's not uninteresting, but it's not nearly as interesting. I, I mean, think about it. When we were youth wrestling coaches together, and Rod Frost was just you know, right. door knocking <laughs> and passing on flyers and just pounding the pavement to, to recruit youth wrestlers, we right. had 150 youth wrestlers. Right. You know, and, and these schools have 20 150 more. kids between 9th and, and have, yeah, 187 or whatever it was. 174, I think it was. I think BBE was 178. Yeah. BBE. So yep. with they had an extra twenty wrestlers, right? So if you put the coaches in with those one hundred fifty youth wrestlers, basically our wrestling room was their entire town, yes. their entire high school, their entire high school, entire high school. I mean, so that that is because we everybody knows how hard it can be to field a wrestling team. Yeah, try doing it in a school where you got two hundred. Let's just say average of two hundred and fifty kids, and you're competing with basketball, hockey. Well, I don't think these guys have hockey, do they? I mean, um, maybe they do, but uh, basketball being probably the biggest competition, sure. and it's a little bit easier of a sport than wrestling. <laughs> I, you know, I and boys, in boys, for my daughter that's listening, and there's a huge girls basketball's our, way tougher. girls basketball. Like, like, there's a huge argument at our dinner table often about what sport is harder, <laughs> basketball or wrestling. And there's two wrestlers, one basketball player, and sometimes it gets heated. 
And that one basketball player is not one just to roll over and take a loss. <laughs> no, it is fairly like, competitive. We could actually have a we could do that like fairly a, competitive a segment of a podcast on that <laughs> and those three talking about it is really entertaining. So Carter, if you're listening to this, which I'm guessing you will, um, it's boys basketball that might be easier right. than wrestling. Right. Not girls basketball. Girls basketball is way tougher. So back on track here. Let's talk double A. My personal favorite class, and um, let's start in section one. They, they cast in Manorville, the Comets. They won their section final against, they reversed the decision. They lost to Zambroda Mazeppa in their conference duel a couple weeks earlier. And they flipped, They were able to flip the script on that and come back and win. And they're headed back to their 13th um, state tournament. Yeah, you know, a lot of people that aren't following section one AA very closely would think that Cass and Manorville would just roll to a state tournament berth, right, without Simley down there now? They, they used to battle back and forth, and I'm sure a lot of folks said, well, Simley's gone, Cass and Manorville has a free ticket to the state tournament. Not so. No, no, not, no not so. Not at all. I mean, and ZM, ZM's, you know, they were, they were ranked second. Cass was ranked third. And basically the winner of that section was probably going to go into the state tournament as the two seed. For and sure. Yeah, so. absolutely. They, yeah, they had a, just an absolute battle with ZM, and they were able to pull it off. And there was usually, I wouldn't talk too much, you know, I try not to talk about injuries, but there was a couple of gutty efforts there, and, and one of them came from Joey Kennedy. And the reason I bring this up is because it was in the paper. Right, right. If I, I yeah, read it. Right, if we hear something via text or word of mouth, Unlikely, but this was a document. I mean, it was talked about. Yeah, it was an, an actual newspaper article by Alex Vandenhouten and and Joy Kennedy heard his, I think it was his quad, I want to say his quad, and maybe like an MCL. Yeah, he had multiple. Okay. Yep. And he, with his parents' permission, which I don't know his parents really well, but I definitely can see him. I mean, because if he doesn't go out there and wrestle, they lose this duel. Right. You know, like, I mean, he's a senior. He's going to want to wrestle. This kid is guaranteed he wants to wrestle. You ain't stopping him. Like, so I had to get his parents' permission, and he was able to go out there and wrestle, and he got out, you know, he won the match, I think, eight to four that he bonused in when he was healthy. Yeah, well, look, this was not this is not a hurt uh, uh, you know, a broken finger that could be taped up or a shoulder that was sore. He was beat up pretty pretty significantly, my understanding. Yeah. Multiple see. directions. Like it was not a good deal. So, I mean, and pretty gutty to, like. We're back to that. Teams are holding out their healthy wrestlers from the state tournament in some states. That's what they do the in The state dual states. tournament. That's what they do in other states. In Minnesota, we send out gimpy kids <laughs> just to qualify. Like, man. And, and Seniors get, who are in a bad way, we, we send them out there, you know. And we get the parents' permission to do it. Right. You yeah, know, they're, like, heck, yes, he's going yes, to. Both, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, like, why would you even ask me that silly question? Duels in Minnesota <laughs> are wired so differently. Right. And and for good reason, because they're awesome. Yes. They, uh, so congrats to the Comets on making it, making it back again. You know, their last trip was 2023. They've been there 13 times. They've got six... Now, here's where my notes are. I think it'd be more accurate, Al. Six ranked wrestlers. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. They're led by their 133-pounder, Aiden Frederick. Uh, he is junior. He's ranked eighth at 139 pounds. He's got his twin brother, Owen Frederick. He's ranked sixth. At 145 pounds, Jonah Coleman. 
He's a sophomore. He's ranked sixth at 152 pounds, the guy we are just talking about. He's a senior. He's ranked third at 160 pounds. Luke Swanson, he's a senior. He's ranked third and at 172 pounds. Dominic Mann, he's another senior. He's ranked two. Next year, they are going to really miss guys like well, that Joey second Kennedy, half the Luke Swanson, yeah. and Dominic Mann. Luke Swanson, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, that is an impressive stretch of wrestlers right there. They uh, well, and before them is Jonah Coleman, right? Which yeah. he'll be back, but he's another hammer. They, um, yeah, they say. Well, heck, all actually, I look at it. All six wrestlers are in a row. Yeah, like how do you thirty-three through seventy-two are all ranked? It's just like that. hammers. <laughs> I mean, just hammers. You know, they've they've been they've won the state championship four times. Um, they went on a nice run in 2016, 17, and 18. Then they were runners-up in, in 2022. And an interesting little tidbit, as you mentioned, Section 1, Albert Lee was the last team not named Simley or Casson Manorville to qualify for the state tournament out of that section. I believe it. And that was in 2015. Probably their last year or second to last year as a double-A before they, they went up to triple-A. Well... Yes and no because they went up to AAA for for a little while then they came back down they were back they right they're okay. back down to AA what, there's actually talk that they maybe just missed a deadline to to opt up I'm, sounds reasonable like. <laughs> that's that's why they were stuck in AA like for that perhaps two year were, last right year they perhaps year were like, were intending to opt up to AAA and missed a window and got stuck with the two best teams in AA in their section. Yeah, man, that was a clerical error if I ever, you know, like, I mean, I, yeah, I maybe get a guy's grade wrong every once in a while with my cut and paste, <laughs> but geez, at least I didn't do that. Okay, then going on, let's go on to num- section two. Okay. Watertown Mayor, Al. They are the Royals. They, now, this is a little interesting. This They are the smallest... No, I lied. Second smallest school in AA. Their enrollment is 432. Second smallest school in, in the, the AA tournament. State tournament. In, in the, the tournament, tournament yeah. right. And what was their enrollment? 432. Okay. So they are currently unranked by the guillotine. Currently unranked by MN Wrestle. Their team that has got some major bullets in their gun, though, man. Oh, they have got do. some hammers they can roll out, right? Whether or not... You know they may might not have twelve or thirteen ranked guys, but the a, a few of their names are going to mention here can roll out and do some major damage against anybody. Oh man, and they they really can in like an individual format. What do they take? We talked about they they take sixth or seventh at the Christmas tournament, right? With Scott West placing sixth or seventh, you know, right? I think behind them. Yeah, and then they you know they it's worth mentioning they wrestled Scott West in the section finals. Scott West had beat them earlier in a duel. Yeah. And both teams were beat up. They were missing wrestlers in that duel. And I believe both teams wholeheartedly felt that if they had their full lineup, they had a, a great chance of, of sure. winning that section. And section two double A's always It's always oh, fun. Oh, man. oh my gosh. And this year did not disappoint again. So congrats to the Royals for qualifying. You know, they beat a very, very talented and solid Scott West team. And this is one of those duels that really it's 
probably matchups were were just huge. Like yeah. People, a lot of people were surprised by this win. I'll tell you who wasn't surprised by it. Watertown. I have no doubt. Watertown Mayor. They they actually thought if they could get healthy, they totally thought if they could get healthy, they had a. Uh, incredible chance of winning this duel, and they did. Well, and look, they start out. One nice thing is, right? They start out so strong against most teams, oh, right? Yeah. The first three, four, five weight classes, they're generally in really good shape, right? So it's a nice way for for one of those swing duels because the margin of error gets so slim, right? Every time, even if each team's predicted to win half the matches, when if, if one team wins three or four in a row to start a duel, especially if there's bonus points involved, like that margin for, for error gets so tiny. So, so tiny. Just, yeah, they, um, it's got so many weapons that like, okay, you can't really hide from these guys and all that. So let's just look at it. Like they, they got four ranked wrestlers at, at 107 pounds. Sully Marks, he's ranked seventh. He's a freshman at 114 pounds. Joel Fredericks, he's ranked number two. He's a sophomore. Then at 121 pounds is his twin brother, Titan Fredericks. He's currently ranked number one. And so, like, those three guys right there. That's like, what I'm saying, man. You start out with that. Like in, and, um, Let's not forget about Caleb Mead, who's right. at 127. He's pretty damn dangerous, too. He's maybe not ranked right now, but I think there's rankings coming out. Pretty reasonable yeah, chance like that he's on like, the next I list. Think he's probably going to crack those rankings. So... You know, they're just those bottom four weights are super tough. And then with Bryce Burkett up at 172 pounds, he's and he's the kind of guy you could pretty much weigh him in wherever and and put him out against whoever, and he's gonna he's gonna be a handful at any weight class against anybody. Um, yeah, that's just super. Like, man, they just have. Uh, I expect they will travel really well because they were there. This is their second trip to the state tournament. They were there two years ago and traveled really well. That is Watertown Mayor. The well, that's our five seed. Josh, jump to the four seed because I, I think there's that very first round matchup with Becker. There's some interesting – we just talked about tough. Watertown comes out of the shoot. Oh, yeah. This is a great matchup. Becker's this is no a, slouch down no, low. <laughs> this is a great 5-4. Five, four, four, yes, five. it this is. This is literally – this may be, Alice, funny you say that because this maybe is the best four or five in the tournament. Right. You know, like, and again, I'm a double A, a little bit of a double A homer. So, but yeah, let's go Becker. They're the Bulldogs. Their enrollment, they're 799. Let's call it 800. They're almost twice the size of Watertown Mayor. Yep. Um, they have, let's see here, this is their fourth trip to the state tournament. They're currently ranked sixth by the guillotine and fifth by MN Wrestle. Their last trip there was 2023, it was a year ago. Um, they're, they've got five ranked wrestlers. They're led by their 107-pounder, Boston Kuschel. He's a ninth grader. He's ranked sixth. Then there's Bennett Kuyava. He is a freshman. He's ranked third. At 133 pounds, there's Braden Boots. He's a freshman. He's He's ranked ninth at 139. There's Caden Nichols. He's a junior and he's ranked second. And at 145 pounds, Landon Cuyaba. He's a junior and he's ranked third. Jesus, they are freaking tough through there. Holy crap. Well, I mean, look at the first two matches, right? I just I just said Watertown's used to coming out ahead and shooting out. So's Becker. First match, 107, very likely be the number six and seven guys in the state facing off. 
right after that, the number two and three guys in the state likely facing off. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, you know, Becker's unlikely to to, to bump Kujawa up, I would think, right? Because there's no reason to bump him up to number one, Titan Fredericks, mm. right? So, I mean, we're going to see some fireworks right off the bat in that guy. Right away. That duel is... Now, again, this is a little different than how other states do it. Sometimes they rest guys, and sometimes they... You know, they maybe want to. We skip. wouldn't even waste time listing rank guys if we were like previewing the Iowa State tournament. We said, "Well, the JV team for Bettendorf <laughs> is this, yeah. and Iowa Central has this on their third team." And this yeah. is the first round of the dual state tournament, for right? These two teams like, look and out. they will be scrapping. They will very much, and they're you know these guys they've wrestled a ton over the years. You know, through the youth ranks, I think I remember them wrestling at the brawl at St. Michael Albertville, right? They just, um, yeah, there is, they'll be, it will be a very ex- exciting first round duel. Who do you want next, Al? Uh, up to you. Go wherever you want. Tatino Grace, go the three seed. I'm not really paying attention here. I'm just enjoying your commentary. Well, I don't, I was, um, yeah, let's go. You said wherever you want. Tatino Grace, they're the three seed. They're out of section five. They're the Eagles. I got 691 students. They're currently ranked fourth by the guillotine and sixth by MN Wrestle. It is their 21st trip to the state tournament. And they were there as recently as last year. They've got Tatino, so yeah, they've they've been there a lot, right? They got six ranked wrestlers. Now here's another one. They're bottom weights, man. They're at 107 pounds. Logan Ref Snyder, he's an eighth grader, he's ranked third at 121 pounds his brother jackson ref snyder he's a sophomore he's ranked second at 127 pounds they got sean o'brien he's senior he's ranked eighth 145 pounds ethan sylvester he's a senior he's ranked fourth at 189 they got joe cruz he is a sophomore he's ranked ninth and at 215 they got the number one ranked wrestler in the state at that weight the senior and the cornell commit cy cruz They've got a ton of trips to the state tournament. 19, as we talked about, they, they don't quite have that high finish that, they've, that they'd like to get. Um, what, um, I, I don't want to call attention to a negative memory, but there was a match with Simley and Totino years ago, and there was a penalty point involved. Um, may have been a, a bite situation. What? What point of the tournament was that? Remember what we're talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about, but that was that was, semifinals. That was actually. Um, it's funny you bring that up because that. Now this is um, old school wrestling fans will remember this. That was actually Tatino and Cass and Manorville. Oh, it was Tatino and Cass, and that's yeah. right. That's right. So, and that was I think it was like, yeah, Kez Flomo maybe. Yeah. Tatino. Yep. That there was a bite in that match, and I I remember I was actually listening to the duel on the radio. I was at work. Oh boy! And I was listening to it on the radio. Yeah, they um, were online lunch break, of course. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say Cass and Manorville somehow, some way. I don't. I I don't have no idea, but I had I found it on the radio, and I heard the the all of a sudden one of the broadcasters. He was it was. There was a little Cass and Manorville bias, I would sure. say. That's why I remember this. And I have I wasn't there and I didn't see any video. I have no idea. 
But I heard, he goes, I think he just bit him. And sure enough, there was like a finger that got bit. It was crazy. Yeah, like, and that was, I mean, and Tatino's team was tough that year. They were super tough, right? The Florell brothers, Lance Bennick. I mean, they were a handful. That was maybe their best team ever. Yeah. And they they have had some good, yeah. Yeah, so that was, yeah, that don't, hey, don't bring Simley into that bite match. That was cast. I couldn't remember for sure. I was actually there for that. Uh, but I wasn't sitting near that particular mat. So I saw it, but I couldn't, you know, I didn't have a, a personal opinion at the time whether there was an, an issue or not. Do you remember what year that was? Oh, I, I'm going to say like 14, 15, yeah, somewhere there. Right around like that approximately. Was, I was going to guess 14. Um, I'm not positive. I could live with 14, yeah. That was, um, like I said, they had a very good team that year. They actually... I don't remember the dual score, but I, I, I believe that affected the outcome. I, I'm almost positive it did. Yeah, that was... Uh, that, that would have been at one of the big weights. It was one of the... It, I, I don't think it was heavyweight, but no. I think it was maybe like 220 or 89. Like, it was right in there. It was. It definitely was. And that was... Yeah, because... Oh, gosh, didn't... I'm trying to remember... You know, you'd have Brock Berge and... Lance Bennick were big guys. Well, so I remember those two wrestling state finals yeah. down on the end mat. Oh, yep. my goodness, right? What a match that was. Mm. Was it that, that same year? No. It feels like it wasn't. I don't. It wasn't the same year. It wasn't. The bite was before that. Right. Like, so, hey, just um, a reminder to any of our wrestlers that are listening to this, when it comes to the postseason, make sure we keep our fingers, forearms, and hands away from the mouth of our opposing wrestlers and opposing wrestlers make sure you are not biting down and i'm going to say right now if you have a mouth guard in right even just top mouth guard unlikely to right like even if something weird happens and someone shoves a cross face in your mouth you're unlikely to end up with two sets of teeth marks for sure (laughs) i don't anyway yeah okay so that is tatino grace they're the eagles and they're looking to you know, they took third a few year, a couple years back here, but they're looking to have their best state tournament maybe ever. They're, they've they're got a great team and great season. I think they're undefeated, and the third seed's probably fair for their schedule, and we'll see how that plays out. Speaking of threes, let's look at Section 3L. Dawson, Boyd, Lequa, Parle, Montevideo, United. Do me a favor, Al. Ask me what their mascot is. Um... I got distracted. I was looking. It was 2014 in the quarterfinals. Cass and Manorville beat Tatino Grace 32-25, and at 220 was at that default. Okay. So, and uh, Casson had Sam stole at heavyweight, right, which had, I don't remember, 80 or 100 pins in a row to finish his high school career, right? So, anyway, that 220 match was kind of the match. And then the winner of that wrestled Simley. That's what it was. Okay. So there, there was the mild simile. So was it Kez Floman? Was that the wrestler for? It was. Yep. Okay. And who did he? Who's he wrestling? Bryce Selgin. I think. I think he was winning pretty. I thought he. was. I think so. Yeah. yeah like it was. That was, was a swing. That's a nine point swing. Yeah. And well, actually, it's more than that because what with the sixteen points, right? And then there's a three point penalty on top of that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's nine. So that's a twelve point swing. Yeah. And what was the total what was the overall what was the final score? It was seven point differential. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that is not... Anyway, it was it was crazy. 
We've seen that a couple times over the years at the state tournament. So hopefully we don't see it this year. Right. All right. So sorry for the no, side, you... side trip there. The question was... I'm actually just glad I had the year right. I wish I was using this time to Google an answer, but I don't know what the question is. Um, who the mascot for the Dawson Boyd Lacroix Parle Montevideo United Ooh. wrestling team is? I think I know each of those schools individually, but combined... <laughs> So They're probably I, the Raiders. I actually have no idea. I Or the Vikings. The best I can tell is they are united. Because if I go into the state tournament program that I printed out last year at Kinko's, um, and I go look at their... In color. In color, yeah. That's, I mean, can't buy them from the state high school league anymore, but... So they always say, you know, you know, meet the Spartans or meet the Comets, meet the Trojans. Right, right. Under... Um, Dawson Boyd, Lacroix, Paro Valley, Montevideo, they say meet the United. That's interesting. Yeah, they're, and they've got a U on their singlet, which makes, you know, let's say I suppose they're united. Those three schools are united to make, you know, yeah, I, I, if I'm, hey, if I'm wrong, someone correct me. But that's the best info I have on that. Yeah, I mean, I, that's one we'd actually love to be corrected. Then we yeah. have that in our repertoire, knowing what that mascot is. Yeah, I would, would love it. Their enrollment is 386, and I could definitely have that wrong. I mean, they're not the Blackjacks, right? That's it, just Dawson Boyd by themselves. That is? <laughs> their mascot's the Blackjacks? They may be. That is, well, their colors, I think, are black and yellow. I thought that's by themselves. Montevideo used to be the Mohawks. Then they changed it to the something more politically correct, the, the Thunderhawks. Yeah, I'm just so I found a Dawson Boyd on the MSHSL site. Yeah, um, their enrollment is 143, so clearly this is not the um, the combination, but they're the Blackjacks by themselves. That would be them, but not as a co-op. Yeah, yeah, just not necessarily as a co-op. Why are there not more mascots than Blackjacks? Right? That's actually... That's reasonable. That's very reasonable. They, uh, yeah, and I say, I know Montevideo used to be... At one time, they were the Mohawks. Now, they're probably the... A lot of times, you see, like, a Thunderhawk or a Whitehawk or a... Are you in Iowa? Well, no, not at all. And this is not... You keep guessing Hawk. Well, that's... That just is a trend. I mean... Not, it's not the same hawk, though. It's, it's totally different. <laughs> totally different, like, than the Gohawks and the Flowhawks and the Brohawks. I mean, they're, they're going after a bird. These the are Brohawks. Yeah, these were, these were towns that had to come up with a new mascot that, you know, they could still incorporate their... Anyway. Okay, so they're ranked 7th in the guillotine, 7th in MN Wrestle. They, um, this is their third trip to the state tournament. Oddly enough, I think their first year was in 2014. Nice. And then they were here last year and this year. They are, they've got five ranked wrestlers. They're led by um, their 127-pounder, Ben Gunlickson. He's a 10th grader. He's ranked 7th. At 139-pound, they have Daniel Gunlickson. He's a senior. He's ranked 3rd. At 145 pounds, they got Cameron Sather. He is a Sophomore, he's ranked ninth. At 189 pounds, they got Parker Both, and he's a senior. He's ranked tenth. And at 285, they got Brady. I believe it's Rody. He's a senior, and he's ranked second. 
Now this was another section tournament owl that was just an absolute meat grinder. Like I reached out to a couple friends that I got that live out that way. Okay. To see, you know, kind of um, how they thought it was going to go. And they didn't, they didn't know. They, they, they knew it was going to be close. You got it. I think it was a, it was a one point duel. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I want to say it was a, a one-point duel with them and the Marshall Tigers. And like maybe 27, 28, I should know this, but yeah, they um very, very exciting close section finals. And look for these guys to travel well because I've seen that they did it last year, and I expect they will do it again. 28-27. 28 27. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, very, very close to I remember I read, read an article from paper out there about that duel and that hand for so exciting for the team that won and then for the team that lost. Like, oh, it's so heartbreaking. Yeah, and Dawson uh, won the last three matches, including by pin, one of them. So <clears throat> it would have been 27 to 16, Marshall. With three matches left. Oh my gosh, man! Bonus points and and getting bonus points and saving bonus points and such a big deal, man. Duels are so fun. I love it. So outstanding. Okay, let's go. Since we're talking, since we went twenty-eight, twenty-seven, let's look at Little Falls section seven. Bring that bad boy up, Al. Let's see what the duel score was there. Section seven. Section seven, double A. Little Falls. They're the Flyers. Their enrollment is 655 students. They're currently ranked 10th by the guillotine and 9th by MN Wrestle. This is their sixth trip to the state tournament. Their last time making their way down to St. Paul was 2012. And they've got three ranked wrestlers. Uh, They're led by the seventh grader. He's currently ranked 9th, Caden Neeson. Then they got a senior at 189 pounds, Hank LeClaire. He's ranked seventh. And a junior, Ivan Petrich, who's ranked fourth at 215. Yeah, there's actually an error on the guillotine here because it says the exact same score, 28-27. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not an error. They actually were tied, Josh. <laughs> they did tie. Little Falls won by criteria. Yeah, and what was the criteria? Uh, well, first criteria is team points. I don't see anything there. Next criteria is the number of matches won, which in the old days, previous to this year, was often 7-7. Seven, seven, yeah, a lot of times it was. With 13 matches, un- unlikely to be tied. I'll do a quick count here. Little Falls won, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. They won 7 of the 13 matches. So um, their win at heavyweight... Uh, gave them a tie plus the one, one point for the tiebreaker. Yeah, Little Falls won seven of the 13 in advances. Imagine what that gym was like. Right? Really, you know, win on criteria seven to six. Simple criteria. One of the benefits of the 13, you know, whether you love or hate the 13 weights from 14 weights, that is a nice benefit. Well, and the last four matches, right? So it's a close duel, right, clearly. Last four matches... Uh, a four-point match, a three-point match, a three-point match, and a five-point match. So it wasn't like there were blowouts or pins or clearly someone's heavily favored. Yeah. The last four were all competitive. So it really did come down to the nitty-gritty there. That is um, 
Congrats to the Flyers of Little Falls to be making their sixth trip back down to the X, or back to St. Paul. And, uh, and to do it in an exciting fashion. Now here's one, Al, that let's look at the team from Section 8. Okay. They are another one of our teams that is making their first trip to the state wrestling tournament. Is this Dilworth? Yes, Dilworth Glendon Felton. They, um, 401 students in, is their enrollment. They're the Rebels. They're currently ranked ninth by the guillotine and 10th by MN Wrestle. They are led by, they have two ranked wrestlers. Jacob Lubke at 127 pounds. He's ranked sixth and he's a sophomore. And then at, this is not his practice partner, at 215 pounds, <laughs> Caleb Johnson. He's we don't junior. know that for sure. He's can ranked, play wrestle. He is ranked ninth. We do not know that for sure. But they ended up beating Perm in the section finals, who Perm was really having a nice season. You know, they were pretty sneaky about it. They beat Perm 28 to 21 in the section finals. And yeah, and they won. Um... You know, a couple of two-point matches. They started to duel off with a two-point uh, match win at 107, up at 189. They won by two. Um, a couple others, they won by three, four points. So, yeah, that duel was also in doubt the whole way through. They had to earn it. Yeah, that is – those things, they just get – they're so close, man. Section tournament time is so, so fun. That is, I expect them to travel pretty well. I do not know the size of their communities off the top of my head. But anytime a team makes it to the state tournament for the first time, they always do a great job right? of coming down. So then we got, is that, does that leave our top seed? We talked Casson, Watertown, Mayor, Dawson Boyd, Tatino, Becker, Little Falls, Dilworth, Glenn, and Fulton. That's it, right? Then that leaves the number one seed. Who does, before we go on to the, the number one seed, who does Dilworth, Glenn, and Felton have the first round? Um... Dilworth has, let me bring my brackets back up. I lost them here. Dilworth has, oh, they've got Tatino Grace, a three seed in the first okay. round. You know, I don't, I do not have a source at Dilworth Glendon Film, but I've got a friend who has a source there. Okay. And he actually told me they like that matchup. Awesome. So that's going to be another one that will. Just like so many of these duels are worth keeping an eye on and, and could be very competitive. That leaves our one seed, the Section 4 champion, the Spartans of Simley. One of the biggest, bigger, I'm sorry, one of the bigger schools in AA, but not the biggest. They are the biggest school represented in the AA state tournament with 854 students. You know, they've got 60, 55 more kids than Becker. They're currently ranked number one in the guillotine and number one in MN Wrestle. This is their 28th trip to the state tournament. It's actually, they've got five state championships in a row. They're hoping to tie Staples Motley and I believe a previous Simley team with six consecutive state titles. Sure. Then they're led by, they've got nine ranked wrestlers. Well, so Josh, I know... Look, you know this team better than anybody. I get it. But they've got nine-ranked wrestlers. However, a couple of those were not on the mat um, 
for team sections, right? And I don't know if they're on the roster or not, but uh, as loaded as they are, they might be they might be a couple guns short of uh, full strength here. They might be. I don't know that for sure. It's hard to tell. Wait, is it in the paper anyway? No, I did, I'm just going by results of who wrestled at, at sections. Yeah, so they're, um, they're they're. So before we get there, nine of thirteen is a pretty impressive number. It's Deservingly not. so, right? Nine ranked wrestlers out of thirteen is a big number. That's a solid team across the board. It is not bad. Not that bad. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, they're they're down. You know, they got some guys that are banged up right now. The Salas brothers. Um, yeah, they're. They're in the rankings, but I don't expect we'll see them wrestling. Yeah, JJ you know. and Mo, neither one hit the mat, right? Yeah, they're they're beat up, and um, it's really hard to replace replace guys like that because when they were back to back in the lineup, right? Yeah, they're back, and they're the, they're actually the same weight, you know, right? So they could, Just <laughs> yeah, you could do a lot of things with them. Like, sure, I mean, and, and they've got very different wrestling styles. Yeah, yeah. So like maybe double weigh in yeah. and have some really fun mat. Look, that's. That's it. It stinks when kids are hurt. Period. Right. It really stinks when they're kids we know. But um, like, if I take two steps back from from the personal factor, like just as a pure wrestling fan, like those two double weighing in against teams are one of the super fun things. Like, what are the coaches going to do here? Who's going to win the flip? Who's going to pull something funky? Who's going to make something crazy happen? Um, and I'm. I'll be disappointed, or I am disappointed, or will be, you know, if we don't get to see that that possibly come to fruition in the XL. But um, yeah, those two are super fun to watch. Yeah, I seen I seen JJ was in a, a sling at the section tournaments, and there's I will say there's zero chance we'll see him at the state tournament. Emilio, I can't, I'm not 100% positive on that. Right, he was not in a sling, but um, either way. It hurts not having one of them. It really hurts not having both of them. Sure. Look, the Spartans still have half their ranked, half their lineup ranked without those two. They still got over half, right? At seven plus those two. So, once you once you rattle off some names for me here, Josh. Well, they have at 107 pounds Turner Ross. He's a freshman. He's currently ranked number one. His only loss is to a kid that I saw just won the state championship over in Illinois. The uh, at 114 pounds. Also ranked number one is the senior, Austin Jervinsky. They had 127 pounds. Jake Koss, he's a freshman, and he's ranked fifth. And I rarely, I rarely do this. I rarely question rankings because I don't ever want to do them. But I have a hard time seeing Jake Koss being ranked fifth. I'll tell you what, I, 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 don't, I don't know off the top of my head who the four guys in front of him are, but I'm telling you right now, it's going to be an impressive weight class at the state tournament. There's four guys better. Well, and, and that weight class <laughs> is loaded. Sure, I mean, it is sure. absolutely loaded. And, uh, you know, eliminate the, you know, let me take off the Simley hat for a second and eliminate the Homer part of me. I mean, I've just, I've watched Jake have a really impressive season. Right, right. And he's a dangerous man. And so, like, uh, it'll be fun to see him. Role at the state tournament. Sure. At 133 pounds, we got the eighth grader, Justice Hag. He's ranked fourth. At 139, we got J.J. Salas. He's ranked fifth. He's a senior. We talked about him. At 145, Emilio Salas. He's a sophomore. He's ranked fifth. At 152 pounds, we got one of my favorite wrestlers, the senior, Cash Raymond. He's currently ranked number one. And at 172 pounds, we got the junior, Bristol Short. He's ranked sixth. 
And at 189 pounds, we got Danny Martin. He's a senior, and he's ranked sixth. So they, yeah, they're they've got a very strong team. They got they lost to Moundsview this year, and that was without the Salas brothers. So we'll see if they can't regroup and go into the state tournament. And they're looking to repeat for a six straight time, six right? Six straight time. It's yeah. hard to do. It hasn't been done a ton. It of is hard to do. Like you know, it's. You got to stay healthy. That's a big part of it, and it really a, is, right? I mean, we talk about stuff like that. You talk about team sports in general, whether it's wrestling or football or whatever. They talk about being healthy, and um, you know, Simley, super solid team, not a hundred percent healthy right now. Still really tough. It's going to be interesting to see how the next couple of weeks go for them. Well, and as being a fan that's been around for this run, like knock on wood, they've they've. They've had very few injuries. Right? They've it's been different. Really healthy. It's different when you're, you know, not necessarily steamrolling, but everything's going good. Yeah. You're healthy. You're winning. Nobody's hurt. Everybody, you know, and all of a sudden you run into a little bit of adversity and uh, it, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, excited to watch, watch Simley get after it. And, um, you know, a, a, a lot of people are going to be interested if it comes to be to see Simley Casson in the finals just because of their history down in section one. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, great. Like we talked about in those rivalries, the dual meets, it's like just a great that was the the I think the number one rivalry that people voted on. Right. And I'm sure Tatino, Becker, and Watertown all have something to say about that. Oh, you but, bet they do. But if it comes to be, that yeah. will be a fun one. Well, for yeah, they all do. And it's yeah, just love the dual tournament. The state, the state tournament in general, just absolutely love it. But the dual tournament is is it's special. Such it really a great is. way to get the tournament rolling. That I always love duels, right? But when when our Farmington team finally made it there, um, it it was like you know what this is this is something else. And um, as much as I always respected and thought that the dual tournament was fun, it's it's super exciting. So yeah. And so now we've got one class left, Josh. We've got what is this? Triple A? Triple A, the 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 big schools. Now would you say It's actually good you point that out, right? Because like in um, Wisconsin, I know that you're not uh, well, actually you're you're good friends with lots of Wisconsin people. Oh, yeah. We have some good listeners over there. Wisconsin's um, the other way around. Their their single double and triple A is vice versa. So single A's are big school, triple A's are small, and over here Triple A's are largest schools, enrollment-wise, and single A's are our smallest. So good to point that out. You know what? Let's before we go on. Let, let me just go back in my notes here, my trusty notes, and Teague, Teague can correct us. I got Wisconsin. They started their state dual meet in 1992. Teague Fenwick from the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast, another uh, high-level wrestling podcast. If you're looking for more. Um, more content. Teague, well, Teague's committed to wrestling. Oh, he's committed. He'll let us know if yeah. if we're wrong. I mean, for sure. The, yeah. So look forward to hearing from you, Teague. I got 1992 for your guys' dual tournament. I mean, ours was in 76. You should have said 94 just to make sure he responds. <laughs> oh, he's going to respond. <laughs> uh, he's just like a kid in a candy store right now. They got their state tournament this weekend. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, he is. So I probably shouldn't be messing with him right now. But it's a perfect time to mess with them. It is a perfect time to mess with them. <laughs> yeah, they, 92 is a long time after we started our dual tournament. Okay, AAA. Let's do it. Um, Al, would you, would you that say That was your is... diversion? Was just to make fun of Wisconsin? Yeah, just All right. Like, I'm, good. I'm okay with it. I just wondered. 
the is this your favorite section or your favorite class? Well, I mean, it's certainly the class that, um, yeah, I mean, it's the only one I've had a personal root and in, interest in more than once. So I guess this would be my favorite. Yeah, that was the, uh, you would definitely had a. I, I mean, I attended the Section 2 AAA team tournament. Um, luckily, oh, yeah. it was a short drive over in Farmington. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that was good. But uh, it was good. You know, Apple Valley came out on top of that and wrestled well. They beat a game, uh, New Prague team, in the finals after New Prague flipped the script on App, or on uh, Farmington. So I don't know. Maybe, like, it was odd. The I watched Farmington wrestle New Prague just a few weeks ago, and Farmington beat New Prague, wrestled well, both teams really, but Farmington came out on top in a close duel. New Prague flipped that in the section semifinals, um, also in the, in the Farmington gym, ended up uh, pulling that off and making the finals. Not, not in easy fashion, Apple Valley beat Prior Lake in a very competitive semifinal in the other half of that. So, yeah, anyway, um, long answer, this is, this is one of my favorite classes for sure. Well, let's just roll right into Section 2 then. <clears throat> we'll start with the Eagles of Apple Valley. Their enrollment's 1,488 kids. They're currently ranked 10th in the state by the guillotine and 10th in the state by MN Wrestle. This is their 39th trip to the state tournament. It's a lot. 39th. (laughs) Not only is it a lot, but it's incredible. It really is. Like, that is just wild. Their their last trip was 2000 and... I mean, 25 and 24 is only 49. So if you say 39, that tells me it's like all but 10 of the last 50 years, basically. Yeah. Like, it's... It's crazy. Like... they, I got. I probably could find it here somewhere. The stretch they went on. Okay, hang on a second. Well, you you mentioned earlier they won twelve in a row or didn't lose twelve in a row. I, we talked about whether or not one of those was a tie, but they they won state titles twelve years in a row. Yeah, they were. They have the state record. They have for twelve consecutive state championships. Even maybe no, it's not more impressive, but it's impressive. They qualified for the state tournament. 35 years in a row. No way. 35 years. I'll tell you what, that's crazy. Oh, I, I, I mean, look, they, with the redistricting that goes on and teams come and go, and te- like, that's a, that's a crazy, crazy number, 35 in a row. Yeah, that, um... We talk about how good Prior Lake has been over the years, and, and um, you know, Farmington's come up with some good teams, Hastings at Shakopee, and... You know, there's, there's, even when Apple Valley was really good, there were teams that would give them a little bit of a tussle here and there. Um, but over 35 years, to, to never have a, a, a glitch in the section tournament is pretty phenomenal. Isn't that wild? It is. Again? I mean, how? Just, you know, they've won 25 state championships. I tell you what, they're well coached. They always have been. And they, that's not they 25 understand. individuals, that's 25 teams in right? championships. They, I, I mean, I was, I've been impressed with them for years, the way that they'll coach dual events. Like they, they're famous, right, for famous in my mind, for double weighing in at, you know, like 89, 220, yeah, whatever yeah. those weight classes are, down low weight, double weigh in. And, um, you know, 
zero pride, meaning if there's four matches left and they have Gable Steveson and Mark Hall, they're not going to send out Mark Hall against the best guy from the other team and Gable against the best guy from the other team back when Gable was double weighing in down a weight. Yeah. They would take them against whichever guaranteed win. Like, they would just take care of business. Take Matter of fact, man. roll them out, win the duel, on we go. On they we they go. did not – they weren't flashy as far as we want to make sure – that Mark Hall wrestles the best guy in the, you know, the second best guy in the state. They just didn't care. They would roll it out, win the duel, and move on. Yeah, they, they, I think they thought, you know, we'll do that. If, if we're worried about that, we'll worry about that during the individual yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah. And clearly it worked. It totally worked. They, 35 years in a row, they made the state. 12 years in a row, they won it. Tw- 12 years in a row, they won it 25 times total. Like, you want to talk about... That's 50% of the state tournaments. That is... Actually, slightly over, Josh. If they don't win it this year, it's still 50%. My gosh, the math. Stop with the math. But it's crazy. Like You you look at... We talked a, a little bit, mentioned the state hockey tournament and, and how impressive that can be in yep. the state of Minnesota. The state wrestling tournament is, is amazing. And Apple Valley's had a stranglehold on for for half the time right you know like it's crazy it's super impressive it's worth mentioning that staples molly's new head coach is longtime former head coach of apple valley jim jackson so staples molly's back in the state tournament after uh, coach jackson adding to his um you know state wrestling entrant counts he's hoping to add to his finalist counts hoping to win to his uh, add to his state championship count. Yeah, like he's got a nice list of uh, it's very very decorated. So they got they actually only have three ranked wrestlers. Right. Yeah. At, at 107 pounds, Cy Kong, he's ranked eighth. He's a freshman. At 139 pounds, they got Jaden Howder. He's a senior. He's ranked third. He's headed off to your Augsburg Augies next year, Al. Which is kind of a Apple Valley's become a pretty nice pipeline to Augsburg, I'd say. I tell you what, the Augies are not complaining about that pipeline. It's working out just fine. <laughs> pretty happy about that. And at 189 pounds, they got Marcel Booth. He's a senior. He's ranked sixth. 189 asterisk. Asterisk, yeah. Yeah, he actually won both the semifinals and finals. He he locked up one of those duels and kept the other one alive. Wrestling up at 215 and looked really good. He didn't look undersized at 215, Josh. I bet not. I, mean, that's like, I believe that's a weight class he's probably pretty comfortable going up and tangling with. Right. Um, so, yeah, that, that's we've talked about Apple Valley. There's, there's always something to talk about with them, you know, and, and hate to spend too much time on them because there's, like I say, there's always so much time. But I got to give a shout out to my man, Josh Barlidge. He's the head coach there, and he's done a phenomenal job of um, kind of getting them back on track. I don't want to say, I don't want to say they, they went off the rails, but you can only be dominant for 35 years in a row. Well, look, Josh, then, if you don't want to say it, I will. They, they went from a team that had all sorts of move-ins to a team that was, was essentially from within. Yeah. Not that kids don't, don't move to Apple Valley, but... 
they're not two Stevesons, a Mark Hall, and and that that level of guys moving in, guys from Alaska moving in, right? They're People for the most Alaska part all the time. Right? I mean, who wants to live there? <laughs> they're for the most part uh, homegrown. And when he first took this over, they were they were essentially full time homegrown, and they were the cupboards were pretty bare. They were really bare, and they weren't. You know, he he took it knowing everybody was expecting him to win state titles, and it just wasn't in the cards. And he has very quickly turned this program around and made that everybody involved, right? Him, his extra coaches. He's got a really good coaching staff there. Oh, great Um, staff. His wrestlers, like they've all bought in. But they went from being, you know, this national powerhouse full of move-ins to, okay, well, they're homegrown. Welcome back to the crowd. To now, they're actually, I, I mean, they're... They're rattling cages and shaking trees right now. Well, let's rephrase it a little bit. National powerhouse with move-ins, not full of move-ins. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, know, yeah. Like, sure. Absolutely. No, the Kingsleys. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Roses, they had lots of, lots of local guys, too. So Excellent correction. Excellent yeah. correction. They were, and, and we've talked about it, like many programs, they got to the point to where People accuse them of recruiting, and maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. And to be honest with you, I no longer care. Those days are gone. But, but they were so good that people wanted to come be part of that, and and, and that happened, right? Um, so yeah, it is what it is. But anyway, congratulations to Coach Barlage and his crew and his wrestlers. Uh, it, it's pretty entertaining for a guy that was not a gigantic Apple Valley fan. Mostly because they were staying in the way of my home team. Yeah. Uh, when my kids were in high school, like it, it's pretty impressive to watch what they're doing over there. Oh heck yeah! They, they, you know, if you look at the numbers, they qualified for the state tournament from 1983 up until 2017. Yeah. And that's kind of when that they and they still in in 2018 and 19 they still had great teams. Yeah. Shakopee just happened to have slightly better teams, right? Because we were at those duels. We were at some those would sessions. say slightly better move-ins, Josh. Well, some would say that. And, you know, Not us, because no, we're yeah. positive, but other people Let's, might. So you know, they yeah, slightly better. Not us, but here they are. You know, they got the team back to the state tournament in 2020. They're on a three-year run again, 22, 23, and now 24. I got to give a shout out to Barlage and Laval and and Rudy James and those guys have done an awesome job over there and. Barlage, especially. Good, good nature running around. Good nature, and... goody, yeah. Like the, um, yeah, just a great group of guys. And they're, they've they found a way to get their team back to the state tournament and be consistently uh, really good again. That's, yep. that's, that's really fun in the, in the dual world. So you said goody. Speaking of goody, let's go, from, let's go from Apple Valley to Albert Lee. Your section one representative, Al, is the Albert Lee Tigers. Okay. They are the smallest school in the AAA state tournament. Are they opted up or not? I can't keep track when they opt up and out. They're right on the borderline anyway, and then sometimes they opt up. If you don't know off the top of your head, don't worry. Oh, I know off the top of my head because they, they're actually, their enrollment is smaller than three schools that are wrestling in the AA state tournament. So it's most likely they're opting up. I would say mathematically <laughs> most likely they are opting up. They got 760 kids. And they're currently ranked ninth by the guillotine and eighth by MN Wrestle. It's their 14th trip to the state tournament. Their last one was in 2018. The Tigers are led by Ryan Collins, 
He's a freshman. He's currently ranked eighth at 114 pounds. But boy, oh boy, I don't know how the heck he can be 114. That don't seem right. That's probably a typo on my part. Who's that? Ryan Collins? Oh, yep. Albert Lee, Collins. I, I, mean, I mean, the guillotine has him ranked okay. number eight at 114. If he wrestles 114, he's going to be huge. Um, at 127 pounds, Logan Davis, he's a junior. He's ranked third. At 133 pounds, Michael Olson, he's a senior. He's ranked second. He's got a state title under his belt, and he's headed to NDSU next year. And then at 145 pounds, another junior, Nick Corman, he's ranked second. And I'm pretty sure this Elber Lee team, I think Michael Olson is the only senior. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're, I mean, they're going to, they'll be good again next year. They're going to, I could be wrong, I'm wrong often, but I do believe he's their only senior. We got a chance to see them. We wrestled them at Simley, and that's a, a very tough team. Is there an Ignashevsky on that team still? There is, yep. He's in the mix in the middle. They kind of go Collins, Davis, Olsen, and then Ignashevsky. It's a name that's been around Albert Lee Wrestling for a long and time Corman. as well. Yeah, I mean, could, yeah, he's there's they're super tough. They uh, we talked about them. They qualified for the the first state. You called it right away. I didn't even get finish the question. The first dual tournament. They were state champs in 1977 and in 81, and they've been the runner up five times. So there is a lot of we could talk a ton about the wrestling tradition in Albert Lee, but we just don't have time for that. And they are the Tigers. They are. They Do you are. like or dislike their old school singlets? Like their old baby the blue. Baby blues. I think they're freaking bad. They're awesome. I, mean, I totally agree. I don't know why more teams <laughs> don't have baby blues. Right. I mean, they're as opposed to the um, what do they call that electric camo or um, what's the the for the camo that's like, like digital, digital digital camo, camo? yeah like which is not it, I don't understand digital camo because camouflage is to hide in nature or in your natural surroundings digital camouflage I don't get it I not, guess I'm old not nearly as much of a fan as the digital camo as I am their throwback baby blue singlets right and I actually don't hate the digital camo singlets I'm not in love with them but I don't hate them but I just don't understand the concept of digital camo like are you hiding on the internet or what is going on I don't I, I don't know that's a great question all right where are we at let's go into let's go let's go to Let's go Hastings. Did we did we talk about the seeds yet in AAA? I don't know if we did. Uh, no. Before okay, before we go too far, can we rewind just a little bit and give us? Well, the... So you said Albert Lee, right? So they're the, what the five seed? Is that right? Um, that sounds right. I yes. think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Hastings would be the four seed. Yep. Okay. So you want to talk about next? Yeah. Let's do it. Hastings. Okay. Right. The Raiders. Their enrollment, they're the defending AAA state champs and maybe one of the biggest upsets in state tournament history. Like, right? you know, I don't know how you call it an upset when they were in the state championship. They're obviously a very good team. But, I, I mean, nobody, nobody gave them a snowball's chance. And you know what? To, to beat St. Michael Elberville last year, and they found a way to do it. And that place was rocking, and their fan section was crazy. I knew a bunch of people that came up, that dropped what they were doing to go watch the state championship that night. A lot of people that didn't, they, they maybe didn't have 
a horse in the race. You know, they didn't have a, they haven't had a wrestler in the program for 10 years. And they were making their way up to the X for that state finals. Which I think is so awesome, right? That's something we talk about as like a single A thing. Yeah. Like, shut the town down. Let's go cheer on our team, right? Hastings has some history. They're big, right? And yet a whole bunch of people are like, hey, this looks fun. Let's go do it. And they were they were significant underdogs on oh, paper. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's significant is an understatement. Right. And Hastings is big, but it's not huge, and their wrestling community is fanatical, fanatical, tight, and just uh, really actually kind of impressive. Yeah. They. Uh, yeah. They. All the stars aligned last year. They did everything right in that state tournament, and they had such an excellent fan section. And I, you know, I was kind of trying to figure out how and why, it, you know, how they did it, and um, just I was just curious more than anything. Like, how do they how do they pull this off? Right. And I heard a little bit about like some stuff in the locker room before the duel, and they truly believed it. They had, they had a leader on the team, like. Uh, they had a number of leaders on the team, but one of them was Ian Peppel, and he was like, "Yeah, hey guys, today's our day. We're doing this." And he just like everyone, like they started believing him. They started believing like little giants. Oh, totally. You know, and 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 they ninety nine times out of a hundred, but today's that one, baby. Yeah, they they got they just kind of knew it was their day, right? And then all of a sudden things just started falling into place, and you know, it was I literally when. We've talked about this before on the show. My daughter Carter, she asked me, you know, I'm watching the Simley New Prague State Championship. Yep. She's sitting next to me and she's like, Oh, Dad, you know, uh, Hastings is getting beat up pretty good right now by St. Michael. Do they got any chance to win? And I look at the score and whatever the score was, I'm like, No. Not really. No, no, they don't. <laughs> I and mean, they just got you know, they just got beat double digits by these guys two weeks ago. There's not much that's gonna change, you know, in the last four or right. five weights. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> you know, like Man. It was, they it was really impressive. So you know, they're coming off a state tournament high. They graduated a really impressive senior class last sure, year. So sure. they're, they're not going to have the firepower they had last year, but they're going to have the fan base. They're going to travel well. They are the Raiders. They're ranked fifth in, in, in the guillotine, fifth in MN Wrestle. It's their 20th trip to the state tournament. And um, seated fourth. Yeah, and seated fourth. And they're led by senior Blake Beisel. He's currently ranked number one at 121 pounds. And his younger brother, Trey Beisel, he's ranked number one at 127 pounds. He's a sophomore. At 133 pounds, we got Jack Bainbridge. He is the junior, ranked ninth. And at 172 pounds, we got Creed Peterson. He's a senior. He's ranked 10th. And at 215 pounds, we got the senior Derek Stanky. He's ranked 6th. And I know I told you this, Al. Their mascot is the Raiders. Here's a little tidbit for you that I heard the other day. We've seen their wrestling mats with that big, you know, that pirate head, right? You know. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, they've, 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 it seems like every other year there's one of them at the state tournament. Right. Do you know it wasn't all that long ago? So their mascot has always been the Raiders. Okay. But the actual picture, picture, or the... yeah. Or the, or the, I guess, look, when, when we say mascot, we think of like, um, um, 
something jumping around on the sidelines of a football game, right? Yes. Yeah. But but there's there's mascot in the sense of a name, right? Like the Braves no longer or whatever, Raiders. But there's also like a um, either a a character or at least a picture, right? Whether yeah. it's a hawk head or or what have you. So their their current picture character person on the side is a pirate a buccaneer you know whatever then he's got like an eye patch this and that it back in the early 2000s it was i I, I actually want you to guess how about we go multiple choice here it could have been a here's my buccaneers where's your bucking eyes <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> okay so i'm multiple choice okay you got were they a eagle a Hang on a second, I lost my multiple choice ideas here. But um, how about I just tell you? It was a, they were the raccoons. They're, they were their mascot was a raccoon. The Hastings raccoons. It was the Hastings Raiders, but their little animal or the person on the sideline oh, yeah, yeah. in the costume was a raccoon. Nice. Like, why would they ever ever step away from that? I don't know. I mean. I don't know how you link a raider to a raccoon. Apparently, like, they're talking about my garbage cans at night. <laughs> right. Raccoons do raid my garbage cans from time to time. True. I, I never knew that. Uh, n- certainly news to me. Well, they, 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 they've always been the Hastings Raiders, but their, their mascot, their raider mascot, was a raccoon. All right. That is the Hastings Raiders. Okay. So let's go. Let's take a look at... Let's go... To, Section seven, the Forest Lake Rangers. You wanted me to say the Forest Lake Lakers, didn't you? Well, I mean, it's kind of your default is Lakers. Well, any team that ends in lake, any town that ends in lake, right? So the Rangers, they got 1,693 kids. They're currently in the lean and mean in the guillotine. They're unranked in MN Wrestle. It's their sixth trip to the state tournament. Their last trip was 2020. They've got four ranked wrestlers. These are names that we're all pretty familiar with. At 127 pounds, they got Grant Marr. He's a junior. He's ranked sixth. At 139 pounds, they got Parker Leiden. He's a senior. He's ranked sixth. At 145 pounds, Jackson Marr. It says a senior here, and he's ranked eighth, but I believe he's a junior. And then at 285 pounds, they got Mark Rendell. He's a senior, and he's ranked second. So those guys have been around. Very upperclassmen heavy there, yeah. yeah Good like, leadership. They're um Parker Lydon and Mark Rendell, we like, you know, they'll look for them to have some big, big tournaments for sure. Uh, Forest Lake, they won the state tournament back in nineteen ninety three, if I remember correctly. They How many do you have a number? Um, how many different teams have ever won it? Oh God, I don't know that. I actually. I mean, half teams. of them are Apple Valley, right? And and we've got a few teams that have won a, a number. It feels like, obviously, it depends. Triple A, double A, single A, one class, two class. That's a bad question. Well, no, it's, it's not. One. Actually, let's let's just figure out like what we got here. So Apple Valley's won it twenty five times. Albert Lee's won it two. Um. Where it gets a little foggy for me in my notes is St. Michael Albertville's, they've been state champions nine times, but some of those are in double A. Right. So like and one just, of them was a double count. 
Yeah. Right? Like we're going to yeah. run into county issues. Yeah. I think it wasn't a bad question, but it was one that we should have talked about off air and kind of got our bearings about us. So, um, so let's just go off just real quickly, though. Valley's 25 times. Albert Lee's two. Uh, Forest Lake's one. And then I don't know the St. Michael Albertville's shock piece three. Yep. We know that. That's, so what does that put us at? That's five. We count STMA. So what, what is that total? 25, 2, 27, 30, 31. Um, yeah, where it gets a little we know Hastings. Hastings has got a... Hastings has won it twice. Um, it gets a little foggy with that St. Michael Albertville in there with their nine state titles, you know, between AA and AAA. Right. It's not a... It's actually not a terrible question and... I'll find that out. I think it's a good question. It's one I should have asked earlier. Yeah, like uh, give you a little chance to do some digging rather than top. Well, it's not a top of your head question. No, I mean, but I I would love to see. I like Oatana's got a couple in there. I mean, yep, Oatana. Yep. They you know they've they've stopped a couple streaks of Apple Valleys. And, yeah, and this is I feel like this is something you could just write a computer program for and and send to me in a Google I, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> like I just read, you know, like. <laughs> but we'll do that later, I guess. Okay, so the four, that's the Forest Lake Rangers. Okay. And um, let's go to Section 7. Let's talk Wilmer Cardinals. Okay. Section 8, Wilmer Cardinals. They beat Bemidji in the section championship again. Like that's a, a, one of them rivalries that we talked about earlier. Wilmer has 917 kids, one of the smaller schools in AAA. They are in the lean and mean in the guillotine, and they're unranked in MN Wrestle. It's their 13th trip to the state tournament. They were there as recently as last year. They're led by... Um, if 2.5. 2.5. Is that the over-under for Carlson's on the team? C. Carlson's, yes. You see Carlson's <laughs> on the team? Well, like, I feel like that's a great over-under. <laughs> a... I mean, I don't know what else it would be. I was like, it's... it's... Right. I mean, the Carlson's, they just keep coming and coming and coming. And it turns out they're always good at wrestling, which is great for Wilmer. But they're yeah they're actually led by Kevin uh, Carlson. He is a he's a sophomore. He's ranked fourth at 133 pounds. Colin Carlson. He's a junior. He's ranked second at 139. At 145 pounds, we got Sullyanez. He's a junior at he's ranked sixth. And at 172 pounds, Stephen Cruz. He's a junior. He's ranked fifth. They're really kind of getting in the habit of making it to the state tournament now. They've been there, oh, geez, 2021, 22, 23, 24. You know, this is four years in a row. They took a couple. They went 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Wow. Took, took a couple years off. I think Bemidji got the better of them in 19 and 20. And then they're back 21, 22, 23, and 24. It's a couple of pretty good runs back to back, right? With just a little gap in there. Yes, very, very nice runs. Like that is um, the Wilmer Cardinals, as Al would say, would wants to change their mascot to the Wilmer Carlsons. <laughs> okay, that's Wilmer. Where are we going? Let's go. Well, you know what? Let's just go. Let's go by the seeds here. What do we got left? We got Moundsview, St. Michael Overville, and Shakopee. Yeah, might as well go. Let's go. Uh, load Shakopee next. Shakopee next. 
The Sabres are going to take on uh, Apple Valley, the Eagles, in round one. They have, their enrollment is 2,354 students. It's a little bit different than the Wilmer Carlson's, as you mentioned. They've got 917. They're currently ranked fourth in the guillotine, fourth in MN Wrestle. And, nope, I lied. My They're second on the guillotine and second in MN Wrestle. It's their ninth trip to the state tournament. Their last time there was... 2022. Then they have eight ranked wrestlers. They're let, you know, let's start it off at 107 pounds. Anthony Heim, he's an eighth grader. He's ranked fourth. 127 pounds. Tyler Terzinski, he's a junior. He's ranked seventh at 133 pounds. They got Kelvin Miller, the sophomore. He's ranked sixth at 145 pounds. They got the sophomore, Kyler Walters. He's ranked fifth. 152 pounds, Kyle Linville, he is a junior. He's ranked 10th at 160 pounds. They have the sophomore and their number one ranked wrestler, Jackson Barron, 172 pounds. They have the senior, Jack Ferguson, he's ranked 7th. And at 215, Dominic Heim, he's a senior and he's ranked 3rd. They are having a very nice season a loaded lineup, man. It is a very loaded lineup, man. They're just, yeah, three-time state champs, two-time runner-up. Like, yeah, they um, that matchup, that two-three matchup, is yeah. So right, shocked be being the three seed with eight rate guys who could be seated in front of them. Well, I think we've got the Saint Michael Albertville. Yeah, the Knights. Their enrollment is close to that of Shockby's. They got 2,092 kids. They're ranked fourth in the guillotine and fourth on MN Wrestle. And rather than eight ranked wrestlers, they roll out 10. 10. And that is their 34th trip to the State High School League Wrestling Tournament. So, that, and they say that spans over double A and single A. That is. A wrestling rich, also one of those teams that was in the first qualified for the first state tournament. They are led by oh, 10 guys. Oh, we got to figure it out. Okay, 10 guys. Starting in the off form is Grant Bergeron. He is a freshman. He's ranked fifth. Then we have Lincoln Rabadou. He's an eighth grader. He's ranked fourth at 114 at 121 pounds. They got Brody Bergeron, the freshman. He's ranked 10th at 127 pounds. Chase Mills. He's a sophomore. He's ranked fourth, 133 pounds. Gavin Jackson, he's a sophomore. He's ranked third at 139 pounds. Ian Schultz, the senior, he's ranked eighth at 152 pounds. They got Landon Rabadou. He is a junior. He's ranked number one and undefeated. Jarrett Watson, he is ranked, he's a junior. He's ranked fifth at 160. Al, I want to come back to Jarrett, so don't let me forget that, okay? Okay. And then at 172 pounds, we had Jed Wester. He's ranked one at 172. My notes get a little foggy here, but I got to believe we have John Murphy yep. ranked. He's, what, is he a sophomore? He's a sophomore, ranked fifth at 189. Okay, and then how about at 215? Is Noah Torgerson ranked there? I don't have a 215 in, in my list. I had 10 without 
Noah. Okay, I, I maybe Noah's not ranked. I, that's he's been he's been banged up a little bit this year. I feel like, and he's gone up quite a few weight classes from last year. I was gonna say two fifteen was not the um, not the weight class that I think he I anticipated starting the year out at. No, gosh, no, no. They're he's grown, or there's a log jam in their lineup. One of the two, or maybe both. So I mentioned Jarrett Watson. I got a chance to, um, I got a text message from his dad. We were texting back and forth here a while ago. And I don't remember what initiated we. So Jarrett is, um, he actually broke his back last year. Like cracked vertebrae. Ooh. Yeah, like like significant back injury. And he is you know, so he was all that. I think that's what it was. We were talking about the first half of the season, and I didn't. Again, it was an injury, so I try not to talk too much about it. Right, you know, right. If you don't really know, like I don't want to speculate and don't. You know, they're kids, and um, his dad Kelly. We ended up chatting, and he was letting me know that. Um, yeah, he he had a significant back injury. That's why he missed the first half of the season. Ouch. And um, he's back. And he's he's like looks looks awesome right now. I don't feels good. Oh yeah, feels great. And it, like actually, the hardest thing, um, probably the hardest thing for him was it was like the first time in his life that he couldn't like do anything. You know, he oh. I think he wrestled in Fargo. Hang on a second. Um, here we go. I found it. He fractured his L five vertebrae at Cadet Duels, and still wrestled at Fargo. We I think I heard rumors of this. Yeah. He said, we didn't know the extent of his injury, so he kept wrestling through Fargo, which that happens in back injuries. For right? sure, right? I mean, look, you're, we, we joked about it earlier. Junior duels is tough. Mm. You wrestle a whole bunch of matches against a whole bunch of hammers, right? So like, tough. It's not like it, you get beat by two state champions and you get to sit the rest of the weekend out. You get beat by two state champions, you have to wrestle four more. Yeah, they just right? keep coming. <laughs> just keep coming. <laughs> so, so, um, not feeling great is normal. Getting beat up physically is normal. So sometimes it's like, well, I just don't feel great, but it is what it is. Wrestling's a tough sport. Oh, on we go. On we go. Especially your back. It's really hard to, you know, like you, a lot of times you got to get an MRI to figure out what is going on. Sure. You know, and they didn't know the extent of his injury, so he just, he kept wrestling through Fargo. And he, he probably didn't have the Fargo that he was hoping to have, you know, like he did the year before. But they figured it out sometime after that, and for four months he couldn't, he could not do anything. No running, no swimming, no wrestling, nothing. And he's, you know, this was he's been back probably for two months now. So, um, if you guys were, if people were wondering where he is, that or where he was, that was it. And it's pretty impressive. I actually watched one of his matches. He had a huge, a really nice pin against Trey Dunn. In their duel with uh, Eden Prairie, Eden Prairie yeah. yeah, like in, you know, like the the match was close, and Trey kind of did a little, maybe try to cut pack when Jarrett got in on a single leg or something like that, and, and Jarrett's got a, he's got a lot of wrestling experience under his belt, so he's sure. probably ready for that that particular situation. So if you're looking for a kid to, um, if you're just a novice fan and you don't have a horse in the race. Come to state tournament. If you're looking for a kid to to, to pull for, this would be a good one. Well, and if you're looking for um, something to keep an eye on, say the semifinals of the AAA team tournament. Yeah. 
uh, St. Michael Albertville could wrestle Shakopee. They'd be the two and three seeds. So if seeds hold, they would wrestle in semifinals, and Jared would have um, number one ranked Jackson Barron from Shakopee, right? Like that would be an interesting match to see how that plays out. Oh, God, it'd be a great match to see how that plays out. Allie, you're always freaking scouting these. I love it. So that's the Knights of St. Michael Albertville. 34 time qualifiers, nine time state champs. They have an excellent team this year. There is no doubt about that. Man, they do. I don't want to take anything away from them, but I certainly don't want to crown them just yet because I probably did that last year at this time. And then I got a bunch of text messages from Hastings people, <laughs> you know, or at least one of them, one Hastings person rubbing it in my face. Well, look, I, I mean, there's a difference between what could happen theoretically and we have to wrestle, right? But Hastings pulled off some pretty some pretty amazing things last year at the state tournament. Oh, yeah, they did. When Are we to the one seed in this bracket yet? I think I think we are, isn't that? Yeah, that and, our and the they don't necessarily need crazy things. They just need to keep doing what they've been doing all year because they year. have been wrestling awesome. That is... That is, out of Section 4, the Mustangs of Moundsview. Their enrollment is 1,761 kids. They're currently ranked number one in the state by the guillotine. They are number one in the state by MN Wrestle. You know what? They are not a traditional wrestling powerhouse. Out of the AAA teams that qualified for state, they have the least number of state qualifications. It's only their third time making it. Their last time was in 2007. Yeah. So it's been a while. But, I mean, they've. this is just is a testament to how hard it can actually be to qualify for the dual state tournament because they got a fantastic team. Last year they were like 30-1, and one, and their only loss was in the section finals. They And they've got like four or five hammer seniors. Oh it's yeah. not like they're 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th graders that are coming into their own. Like these are good kids – who have been good. Yeah. It's just hard. It like, is it's very, tough. very hard. You know, like, uh, it, and it's, it's hard to get there. And it's, you know what, it's as hard as it is to get there. I've heard a coach tell me this one time. As hard as it is to get to the state tournament, it's even harder to stay there. Oh, for sure. Like, I can you, believe that. You can work for years and years and years and have a special group of kids and, and they'll do a great job of getting there. And then, you know, before you know it, it's over. Like then you start over. Yeah. So the the teams that can that have found a way to stay there is really impressive. Now Moundsview, they I mean this could be um, one of those types of teams that's like a generational team. It really is. Yeah. The uh, they're led by you know their one hundred seven pounder Owen LaRose. He's he is a sophomore. He's currently ranked sixth at a one hundred seven pounds. At one fourteen, Brett Swenson. He's a junior. He's ranked second. At 145 pounds, he got, they got his brother, Brady Swenson. He's a senior. He's ranked ninth. At 152 pounds, they got Apollo Ashby. He's a senior. He's ranked second. At 160 pounds, had Colton Lewin. He's a junior, and he's ranked third. At 172 pounds, the third Swenson in the starting lineup. He's a junior. He's ranked third. At 189 pounds, Joey Mulstein. He's a junior. He's ranked fourth. At 215, they got the uh, the man. He's got a he got a fresh haircut. The last time I saw him when we wrestled him, he got like a high fade, and he you know he had, had all those brown long locks and 
Got rid right. of has got a high fade, and he comes walking out to uh, like the Darth Vader. Does he really need that? I, I mean, the guy he scares a little, me a little feels bit the a little way it intimidating is. Intimidating, anyways. I mean, <laughs> come on. What the oh, heck? We love Quinn. Senior rank number one at 215, and then Gavin Maxey, who's a senior, he's ranked number six at 285. They, very special team. For the for the Mustangs, you know they qualified. Their last time qualifying for the state tournament was two thousand and seven. The time before that was nineteen ninety three. Wow! So they, like, it, it's their second time in thirty years. Yeah, I mean it. It is, and it's a, it's been a, a really impressive run, and we've talked about them a fair amount. Hey, look, I mean, four of those guys you mentioned that are ranked are seniors this year. They were good last year, right? But oh, they had a, a knockdown drag out with Stillwater, right? Yeah. At the at the section finals. Yeah. And came out on the on the short end of the stick there. So um they they've been good for a while. They've been getting better. They've been coming. Last year they fell short. I gotta think, you know, this year they had to be a little nervous going to the section finals, right? Because Stillwater was like their kryptonite. A lot yeah. of people thought they were gonna win last year. Yeah. You know, win that section, make it a state tournament, make a run, whatever. And, you know, it just didn't work out. And 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 sometimes no matter no matter what you think or say or do, like in the back of your mind, like, oh man, I don't know if I can beat this guy or this team or whatever. Like, no matter what happens, Stillwater just got some sort of jinx over us, but they they wrestled really well in the finals this year. Um Things didn't go perfect in the first few weight classes, and they still came through and, and finished out, I don't know, three, four, five matches in a row at the end, just bonus points. They they wrestled well and are on a, a definite hot streak heading into the state tournament. Oh, man, big time. And it'll be I'll be interested to see what their fan section is like because their fan section is amazing, right? Their high school... Oh my gosh! <laughs> Look, we can't go into details. I mean, they maybe told the line a little bit, right? On, on you know, that's stuff and stuff, but yeah, like the, some of the things they say and do. But I mean, like they're they're energetic. Their barstool uh, Moundsview account is involves wrestling, like wrestling. I mean, it's pretty entertaining, <laughs> like. They're they're energetic. They do their homework. I was gonna say they don't just yell random junk. No, 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 not even close. You know, whatever whatever <laughs> level of comfortable you are with some of the stuff that gets yelled, it's like it's it's researched and planned. Yes, it's researched <laughs> and planned, and they're educated. And that, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what their fan section looks like. For it could be wild. I mean, they're. Triple A, they could they could really really fill up a, a section of seats at the X, and and you know they understand that last year they were all set to go make you know make a run state tournament it didn't happen so they understand the idea that it doesn't it's not every year like it's not a given just because you have good kids doesn't mean you're gonna make it so I anticipate them coming out in full force plus a little bit I hope, like they're gonna I, be wild I hope so especially. <laughs> Because I'm going to be just a bystander right? sitting back and I'm going to be <laughs> listening. Like some friends that were at their section duel, that was probably the the most common theme I got was like, yeah, like, I kind of like their fans. We, I, I think I we heard a few comments like, and um, 
you actually were at a duel in their gym not that long beforehand and nothing that they said surprised you? You're like, oh yeah, that's them. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're avid fans. They're, they're, they're <laughs> high school wrestling fans. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. So that is it. That is the rundown of the dual state tournament. I love that it. That is what we've got. Um, we're obviously huge fans of, of all the classes and all the teams and everyone that qualifies will be there. If you, if you see us say hi, um, yeah, just, yeah, it's a, the, it's the greatest time of the year. It is. Quick recap, Thursday, February 29th, if you are AA or AAA, you will wrestle in the first round, 9 a.m., and if you win, you will wrestle right away at 11, okay? If you are single A, you don't have to show up till 11. We get to sleep in. And you will wrestle at 11 and 1 no matter what if you're single A. Okay. Other than that, uh, you'll build a rather complicated things. You'll see your schedule as it goes on. Pretty easy, but yeah. rather than throw out a bunch of times that's, that don't really matter, uh, 9 o'clock for your big and medium schools and 11 o'clock for your single-A schools. Perfect. And then, so this is this is our double-A preview show. Hopefully we get together next week for, I'm sorry, our, our dual meet preview show. I know it's double-A for well, you, yeah, Josh, yeah, yeah, right? It's but... A little bit of a homer. <laughs> That's so our dual meet preview, and then hopefully we can get together next week and do an individual preview. Yeah. Because so the section tournaments are this weekend. So here's the deal, right? We've been um, releasing content oftentimes on Thursdays, occasionally on Wednesdays, um, usually record the night before. Next week, we've got a quick turnaround. Quick we got turnaround. sections this weekend, and then um, state tournament starts right away on Thursday. So... Um, we'll see what we can do, but, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get together and get, uh, get a preview show put, put out. Yeah, that would be, um, maybe we got to lean on our, uh, sponsors a little bit to motivate us. I'm going to be tired after this weekend, hopefully, but Ellsmore Plumbing, Jason yeah. Ellsmore out of, uh, Ellsmore Plumbing out of Rochester. Give him a call for all your, uh, plumbing needs in and around the Rochester area. We didn't mention Jason earlier because we we talked about him last week, right? When we did our girls section recap and um, a little bit of a preview for the girls state tournament. Um, we'll maybe touch on a little bit of girls next week, even though we've already kind of covered it. We can we can recap any any extra stuff we've got to get uh, put out. Maybe have some brackets will be out by then, um, and I I think it's highly likely Jason will will sponsor that segment. Oh yes, for sure. Let's not forget about Todd Hansen. He's a realtor, realtor to the wrestling stars for Morgan and Trust Realty. If you're looking to um, pack up and, and move to a different wrestling community or just move because for any other reason. Give, Is there another reason? Give Todd, Hansen, <laughs> give Todd Hansen a call at Morgan and Trust Realty. Todd at MorganandTrust.com. Awesome. Well, we've been talking for a long time and... Um, Super, I'm, I'm glad we got together because there's no way we could have done this plus uh, individuals next week. Um, happy with it. And uh, let's get together in a week from now. We'll get this out tomorrow and uh, we'll keep this uh, postseason running. Perfect. Sounds good, Al. Well, another great podcast. Great podcast. Time for the end of show wrap. Minnesota Wrestling, Wrestling Representing. Representing.
Al and Josh, it's the podcast show. Just two guys that's in the know. Bringing the wrestling news episodes. You can sit and listen or hear on the go. Voices is smooth, podcast is free. Many platforms for downloading. Minnesota Wrestling. Al and Josh Raymond report the scene. High school, college, women, youth. Minnesota Wrestling is for you. Live from the kitchen, I'm in Studio 2. Can't wait for the next one. Stay tuned.